Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because most time, the TVs don't want you to see. Versus. Recorded. Over his body. I mean, his whole body. Scripture verse. Really? And so it's, it's, he's, a, he's a contrast to what the scriptures teach, and yet he's proclaiming the name of Christ. And then, oh, this is sure. why I'm ripping on him so hard, Jason. This guy professes Christianity, and yet he is showing one of the great displays of ungratefulness, which is not Christianity, not even in the least. And um, I'm sorry, Colin, you don't get a pass on this one, you scumbag. You need a, you need a man up, stand up for the national anthem, and go make a in a very real, truly was a Christian, instead of tattooing it on his body, go open his mouth, get downtown Chicago, and be a testimony for Christ. You know how many people would listen to him just for the fact that he was an NFL star? If he told him, look, I have to, I, you need to repent of your sins and come to Jesus Christ, there's a difference that would be made, but it'll never happen. He'd rather sit like a punk. Yeah, and just make a uh scene of himself and do everything for the almighty dollar because now he is guaranteed not to be cut from this team at least until this whole situation goes away all right folks this is the contenders for the faith radio broadcast we're already to the halfway mark hey jump in that chat room go to the americanvoice.com give yourself a super secret identity jump in there with frank he'll jump all over you it'll be fun to watch anyway folks we'll be right back in just a few moments don't go anywhere
prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Don't worry about my shame. 
I'm Jason Burton in Union City, Indiana. I attend Cornerstone Historic Baptist Church. And, of course, with me, as always, in the big squeaky chair underneath the cedars of Lebanon, flanked on either side by large bookcases containing the entire Library of Alexandria, the only megachurch pastor in Payson, Arizona, at least the only one worth, uh, you know, going to the church that he pastors at, is Pastor Hmm. Anthony Garissi. Did I say you were in the big squeaky chair? Let's hear the yeah. squeaky chair. There. Can you hear it now? Oh, yeah, definitely. There you go. That's it. <laughs> those That's of it. you on 56K stream, you guys probably can hear it a lot better than those of you on 8 kilobits per second stream, but that's okay, too. Folks, this is uh, the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. I'm going to mention a little bit about the website, PastorTheAmericanVoice.com. Of course, you can listen to this broadcast and others on the American Voice radio on a number of different uh, bandwidths. For those of you still on dial-up, you can do that, too. The 8 kilobits per second will be perfect for you, but it is poor sound quality, but that's okay. You should get something other than dial-up. All right, folks, there is an excellent opportunity to be a part of this radio broadcast and other radio broadcasts on the American Voice Radio, and that's through the chat room. Go to theamericanvoice.com about halfway down. uh, On the left-hand side, you'll see a button that says chat. Click on that. Sign sign up because you want to jump in there. We got Anthony Garissi in there right now. We got Frank in there right now. We got Jason Burton. That's me. In there right now, LT, as always. He's got a lot of good stuff to say, by the way, Pastor. I really appreciate yeah. LT in the chat room there. And uh, Nunya as well. Um, and then we've got Solo Joe that jumped in. Good to see Solo yeah. Joe. He's a long, 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 long time listener. So uh, good to yeah. see everybody in the chat room. And, folks, you want to take advantage of the opportunity to get in there. And, hey, why don't you just you know empty your wallet at the donate button as well on the AmericanVoice.com. Hey, I got to say this about my office, Jason. Um, I am not surrounded by bookcases anymore. My wife has literally taken every bookcase out of my office. In fact, my office is almost bare bones. She is determined to make my you office. Have an, how can you have an office, Pastor, without books? I, I don't. She's taken everything. My bookshelves are gone. She is determined to make my office look better than it is. I felt like my office looked good. If it was comfortable, <laughs> I knew where all my stuff was. 
you know, and she said, nope, this is it. This is done with. I'm, I'm, I'm changing it all. She's so, she's so determined she's going to take a bucket of mud, drywall mud, and she is going to start mudding the walls of my office. And um, I, I'm not going to make it look her, good, huh? Well, I'll tell you this. That's one thing we, we never argue about is our wives taking care of the appearance of the house. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, so she's, I guess she's you just it. go with the flow. I'm do, sure it looks great. whatever she wants. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's a date that I want everybody to remember. October 27th through the 30th. October 27th through the 30th um, at uh, the Old Paths Historic Baptist Church in Tualatin, Oregon. I believe that's a suburb off of Portland. Um, the ELC will be hosting their Northwest Conference and Pastor Dan Zyke will be the host pastor. I will be there with my whole family, along with Pastor Stephen Pauley and his whole family. Now, I, I don't remember which... What, what is the name of his church? Do you remember, Jason? Yes, Antioch Anabaptist Church there, and uh, it's in Antioch, New York. New York, I believe. But, folks, yes. you don't... If you're in the area... I mean, I know you've probably heard Pastor Garissi speak, and he's good and all that, whatever. Um, no, I'm just kidding, uh, Pastor. But... Uh, <laughs> If you if you've never heard Brother Stephen Pauley preach, he had yeah. a, he had a message at the meetings here in Union City that is still resounding throughout the uh, ELC pastors. I just yeah. uh, a while back just sent out the links to the sound for that meeting to the ELC members, and uh, and that was one of the most requested ones to get. If you have not heard Pastor Stephen Pauley preach, you want to make time to get out there to Tualatin, Oregon, and uh, and hear him preach. And, of course, you are going to be out there as well, Pastor Anthony. Yes. And uh, it's a church you know well, but you haven't been to their new building yet. It is no. absolutely fantastic. The only church I've ever seen with a mastodon tusk in the back. That, just for <laughs> me, well, you know me. I'm kind of science-oriented anyway. That was just yeah. that was icing on the cake of the whole trip. I actually got to preach in a church that has a real mastodon tusk in the back of the room while I'm preaching. That was fantastic. Yeah, that that is cool. And I know which building it is. I've actually driven by it. Dan showed me uh, the building, and he said that we never actually went inside, but he said that he said was going to be his future meeting place for the Old Pass Historic Baptist Church. Pastor Dan Zyke's doing a great job up there in Tualatin, Oregon, by the way, folks. And um, you want to look him up. If you're in the area, you want a lordship pastor, pastor that stands on the King James Bible and also believes that the church ought to be under the lordship of Jesus Christ. He's the guy. And uh, well, let me say this too, Pastor. He just flat out loves Jesus. Yes. All right. If you want a pastor that has a love for Jesus Christ and his book and the principles of the Word of God, that's Pastor Dan. Yeah, absolutely. And and ladies, if you ever get arrested and thrown in prison up there in um up near Tualatin, Oregon, they have a wonderful ministry up there and they're doing a great job. They're seeing people saved every week, Jason. So ladies, hey, are you, know, you gonna I, get to go up there? Are you gonna get to go to the prison while you're there? Or have you yes. been before? No, I have not. The last time we were supposed to go to the prison, but there was a massive storm that ran through the area and Jason the electricity went out at the prison. And so they would not allow anybody to come in to preach that night. And so we got stuck uh, not preaching there. But uh, all of our documents are in. We're going to be, Lord willing, preaching at the prison while we're there. So this time, Lord willing. Well, I, am not, we'll see. I am not overstating that that was a pivotal 
thing in my ministry was to be able to preach in that lady's prison. What a response. I've never had a standing ovation when I made a point in one of my sermons before. <laughs> wow. Amen. Just, they were just really, they were taking it in, taking in the Word of God. It was fantastic. I but, uh, folks, you want to make sure you get up there to Tualatin, to Oregon, for the meetings. What are the dates on those meetings, Pastor? October 27th through the third, uh, 30th. And... Um, that's, I believe it is a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Saturday mornings when the last when it is when the last sermons will be preached, and then okay. there will be services at Sunday as well. So, um, you want to be a part of all that? Good time to be doing something for God on Halloween night. You can skip Halloween and and uh, be a part of the work of God up there. So, Tualatin, Oregon, the Old Paths Historic Baptist Church. Um, Look it up online. He's got a website. He's got all the information there. If you need a place to stay, chat with Pastor Zyke, and he'll try to help you out there. Lots of good preaching. Our family's going to go up to sing. We've got a lot of good songs we've prepared, and uh, I'm looking forward to being with Brother Paulie. It's going to be great. So be there, folks. Be there. And, and we, we, I know we took a lot of time on this, but we wanted to really promote Pastor Dan Zyke as well. Good, godly man and he is. Uh, faithful. faithful. Good to brother. Good pastor. Yeah. Yeah, if you're in the Portland area, folks, and you can't find a church, you ain't looking hard enough. There you go. You're just not looking hard enough. We just gave you a good one. And uh, you'll love his wife, you'll love his children, and you most certainly will love his preaching. So uh, don't miss it. Don't miss it. October 26th or 27th to the 30th. All right, Jason, uh, one of the things we were talking about um, was uh, just the ungratefulness of Colin Kaepernick. And uh, I know it doesn't really, it's not significant in the grand scheme of things, but it is indicative of the condition of the nation, and uh, it shows us exactly um, where we're at. First Timothy 3 tells us this is what we're to expect. How can a man be so ungrateful making millions? All right? He's just ungrateful. That's it, bottom line. And you profess Christ, well, you... I, you're you're free game here. We're going after your hide. But um, oh, he's totally verse five there in in Second Timothy chapter three. Anyway, yeah, so he absolutely he's have he has a form of godliness, but he not, denies the power thereof, and it tells us to do this with them from such turn away. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I had another article, and I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but uh, it's about this 12-year-old girl who's a hunter. Uh, she shoots African animals, and uh, she you know she gets a lot of photo ops and. Uh, I'm a hunter. I love seeing this type of stuff. I don't mind her hunting. I don't care if she's holding the heart of the animal. It doesn't bother me. Now, some of you guys, you know, it's all about the meat and, you know, we don't, we're not trophy hunters. Whatever. Oh, stop Yeah, it. I'm kind of that way. So I'll debate okay. you on this one day, but go ahead. Yeah, fine. You're fine. introducing it. I don't care. I, I just right. don't have a problem with this. But the responses this young 12-year-old has received was they want to kill her. I mean, these people are just, they want to kill her. Well, we hope somebody kills you and stuffs you, which is not what's being done out there in Africa. They do spend lots of money for these hunts. I'd never spend that kind of money, but they do. That money also goes into the economy. And if it doesn't, I don't care. All right? But they call the animals. That's C-U-L-L. Culling is to, because uh, they don't allow any of the hunting to go on for their people. They only give it to the rich folks. And so what they do is they call the animals because otherwise they'd eat all the resources. They do. Any hunter knows that. And then the animal actually goes to the people. They don't even keep the meat. It goes to the people. They eat the animal, so on and so forth. But that's neither here nor there. This girl is being just, I mean, they're ripping her, ripping her to pieces online. They're yeah. calling her things so vile and filthy. They want her dead. 
And I remember that doctor that shot that lion. And then Jimmy Kimmel gets on his late night show and cries over the death of the lion. I'm going to tell you something right now. Ah, yes, you evil. are you are a wuss guy. I'm going to. I just. Yeah. What is wrong with people? Millions of babies are being murdered in the womb. All right, babies, little children killed. All right, black people are killing themselves by the thousands in the inner cities. They're blowing each other to pieces, and they're after this little girl for killing an animal and making it a photo op. I say good on you to the girl. I really do. You know, good for you. I, I don't have a problem with that. If I could have shot a giraffe, I would shoot a giraffe. I would. There you go. Call me a sicko, but I would shoot a giraffe. I love it. And I'd take a picture, and if I could stuff it, I'd bring it home and put it on the wall, although I don't have a place to put it. I wouldn't know where to do it. I know of some guys that have done that. I just don't have the money to waste on something like that. All right, But the Bible says the condition of the nation and the end days, and it's not just the nation, but the world, is that they would be without natural affection. All right? Uh, a mama can spend all her money on herself and totally disregard her children, you know, and not even care. She'll be all about right. her career while her children are being raised by little homos in these daycare centers. Sure. And, and they don't care. That's without natural affection. They will persecute this girl for shooting a giraffe and even holding its heart in its hand. Okay. Bloody hands. And they'll say, oh, yo, we hope somebody does that to you. While well, little babies are being ripped from the womb. That's without natural affection. That tells us we're in the last days. And this is perilous. We're in a perilous time. And that's because the nation has forgotten God. I, 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 Jason, I don't know if you remember, there was an old 80s movie, and I hate to bring pop culture into it, but I'm going to do it, and you guys call me super or unspiritual. I don't care. Anyways, it was an 80s movie, I think it was called Red Dawn, where the, the country was attacked by the Soviets. And the boys had to go to the forest, and they had to hunt. And then they killed an animal, and they pulled the heart out, and they said, now this is the ritual, you've got to bite the heart. I, do, do, you, do you remember seeing that movie? This was back I in do. the 80s, man. And, yeah, I, and I remember yeah. thinking about it. I, it was, it's just like, all right, that's your tradition. Now, I know you guys, you're, you're gonna, it'll upset you and all that, but it just didn't bother me. It's hunting. It's the way it is. I've never bitten the heart of an animal, but it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when they rip babies out of wombs. That's what bothers me. What bothers me is when some ungrateful worm-making million sits when the national anthem is played when he has benefited from the national anthem from this country. That's what bothers me. Boys hunting out in the wilderness, killing an animal, and making a ritual out of eating a part of the animal, it, it, just, it just doesn't bother me. The Humane Society said that they don't have a problem with hunting, but they think this is going way beyond. This is abnormal. This is sick. This is, I, you know what? I've just, I, you know, I, Humane Society, you've lost my support. You're not getting a dime well, from me. me. Let me point this out. The Humane Society International is different than your local Humane Society. I just wanted to point that out. They're not yeah, the same you're right, organization. You're right. Okay, you're right. I should, I should, we, I'm glad you pointed that out. I'm sure that there are good local organizations. All right. But I, I just, these people are absolutely clueless. Hunting has always been a biblical thing. It's always been a part of the balance of uh, um, your God's creation. Yeah, we're God carnivores. 
Yeah. Drowning is kind of necessary. I'm not going to eat animals live, so you kind of got to kill them first. But we are yeah. in a in a uh, shrink wrapped, prepackaged, uh, you know, dye uh, injected society where people think that are they they're almost surprised to see that meat comes from animals. Yeah. And with everything that's going on now, you know, the people for people to rise up and say, "Ah, she shot a giraffe." It's like, really, seriously? I mean, you've got you got well, babies dying every day. The hypocrisy of it all, yeah. of it all, it is, is the it? way animals are treated when they go to the slaughterhouse. You know, and people don't have a problem buying the steaks and and what have you. Of course, there are some that are they're vegetarians, and uh, you know they they've made this stand that we'll not eat any animals. Listen, I don't have a problem if you're a vegetarian because of health reasons, because I know there's a lot of hormones in meat. But if you're a vegetarian because you're trying to stand for against the cruelty of animals, you're wasting your time. You have, you are without natural affection. I do not like to see the way some of these uh, farms, because of greed, breed their animals, where they've got all these chickens oh, crammed into cages. Yeah, I, I don't like to see We that. have those. They're called CAFOs. They're, yeah. uh, they're, they're factory farms. They're called CAFOs. We have them all in our area. And it's really, it's, you can't say it's inhumane because they're not human. You don't want to humanize the animals. Yeah. But we ought to be better stewards over God's creation than to do disgusting, horrible things like that. Yeah, and yet they no want doubt. to say that, you know, you're running through the woods and shooting a deer and, uh, and eating that deer is somehow inhumane. And yet they're okay with going and picking up, uh, uh, you know, package of hamburger meat from a yeah. CAFO. Seriously, that's a problem right there. It's, it's, it's without natural affection. But even in, in light of that, Jason, okay, so, so you got these chickens. They're all crammed in. They're being fed to the point where they can't even walk. It's disgusting what they do to these animals. That's wrong, okay? It's wrong. But I, in light of human, humanity, I don't care. I just don't care. You're killing babies. They're animals. Care. That's right. We're, we're humans. They're, those are animals. So um, we should not worship the, the creature, and that's exactly what's going on there. Yeah, but you notice in Romans 1, when he, he, he talks about them worshiping the creature more than the creator, he connects it directly to homosexuality. Yeah, the, the truth. The sodomy. Yeah, I mean, hand in hand, we have sodomy walking with this worship of God's creation. It goes hand in hand. And, and you, Christians, you've got to be careful of this. I remember uh, uh, um, my dad's church, they had a Christian uh, a family that they call themselves Christians, but my dad exposed this, um, this idolization of the wolves. I don't know if you've seen how the uh, animal activists have tried to reintroduce the Mexican gray wolf and, oh and the my, wolf yes. stuff into and, and Yellowstone, and you know they have you know, feelings too, all that stuff. And so what they did was they showed that this was all propaganda. And uh, it's not true. Wolves have always been killers. Wolves will decimate a whole. They'll decimate your your cattle, your livestock. They'll kill it all. They'll kill everything. All right, that's just the way they are. And so I don't have a problem with the extinction of wolves. It just doesn't bother me. Animals go extinct. Sometimes they get hunted into extinction. That's the way it is sometimes. But babies in the womb, that problem. That's a problem. Uh, boys kissing each other. That's a problem. Girls getting yep. married to each other, that's a problem. That's without natural affection. I don't care if all the wolves go and go extinct. It don't bother me. Look, have you ever seen a coyote with a mother uh, who's about who's delivering her her fawn? 
you got a doe delivering her fawn. A coyote will walk mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and as she's in labor and the baby is coming out, that coyote will eat that fawn while the mother is too weak to do anything about it. I, I don't care if the coyotes get shot down. That doesn't bother me. I, it, but even if the, ant, the fawn was eaten, even that is not as important as humanity today. And Christians, you better get a grip on this one. Of course, everybody's yeah. being raised right now to think of the Wild Kingdom as some sort of uh, Disney film where all yeah. the animals talk and get along, <laughs> and it's just the big bad humans that come in and mess the place up. Yeah. And so they've got this idea in their minds that Cecil the lion, he had a name. He was so sweet. And that mean Dennis shot him down. Lions have been the scourge of mankind since the fall. They are a horrific beasts and creatures and yeah he yeah. shot him so he shot a lion so you shoot a wolf oh my goodness wolves used to yeah. terrorize humans for yeah. millennia after the fall and uh and now suddenly everything is just like a disney uh movie it's ridiculous time time for people to grow up but it's not going to happen people are going to keep getting worse and worse that's true and and i think sometimes christians actually reveal how much disney has an influence on them you know, children's films are actually leading the way in influence of adults. You know, realize your dreams and man in the forest. And yeah, come on, guys. When I was a child, I spake as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Disney has always been a source of propaganda to co- go contrary to God's laws, common sense, and even the United States of America. You say, why are we talking about this? That's just to wake Christians up. Our nation is being turned into hell because they forgot God. They forgot God. So stop God. watching football and go shoot animals. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right there. That's the first conclusion. And coming up next with New World Order Info, Melissa Roxanne, you don't want to miss it. See you next week. properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body 
functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, welcome to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on the TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on October 12, 2005. And we do have a new distiller available, like you heard in the commercial. And it's faster than um, the same model that we did sell. So it, instead of like five and a half hours, it only takes um, three and a half to do about approximately a gallon of water. It may be, I don't know, three and a half liters, something like that. So. But it's about a gallon, and uh, it's a lot faster than our old distiller. And I believe it's only $10 more than, than our old one that took five and a half hours. So that's a wonderful thing. And we have one of the old ones, and we have one of the new ones, and they're both great. Uh, of course, you know, we enjoy having our water purified a lot faster than, you know, the old one, so instead of taking five and a half hours, it only takes three and a half to do the same amount of water. And it, like I said, it's only $10 more than the one that took a lot longer to make distilled water. So check that out and look at um, that in our superstore and on our banner and listen to the commercial and all that. And then we have our great deal on sulfur still available that I've talked about on my show before and... Um, you know, the more you order of the organic sulfur, the more you save. And for anybody that orders two or more pounds, you're going to save $5 per pound on the organic sulfur. And the more you order at one time, the more you save on shipping. And if you order four pounds at a time, you also receive, while supplies last, a free LED light bulb, which is currently going for around $10.99 or something like that on Amazon.com. So it's a great deal, and people are taking advantage of that. Like I say, it's only while the supplies last on those LED light bulbs. So when we can no longer send them out, you know, we run out of them, we're not going to be able to do that. But it's been going on for a while now, um, the LED light bulbs have with an order of four or more pounds of the organic sulfur. So be sure and take advantage of that like a lot of people are doing. And, um, you know, most people do not order just one pound, although sometimes we do have those. And it could be new people. I'm not really sure. But anyway, so we have a great deal, and it's better than than most that you'll see out there for the organic sulfur as far as the price goes. I think we have a really great deal, and we don't make you order two pounds at a time like a lot of people do. You know, they'll make you order at a minimum order of two pounds at a time. So it's up to you. If you just want to order one, it's fine with us. You'll just save a lot more money and, and get a better deal, you know, on shipping and on the actual sulfur if you order more than one pound at a time. So I was reading an article to you last week about 10 ways to make money on your land 
by Anita Evangelista, and I did not finish that, and so I'm going to do that now. I'm going to get back into that article and then get into some other related information tonight. And this is from a site that I like a lot. It's It's got a lot of good information for people that are into preparedness and living off the grid and survival, you know, type stuff and homesteading and things like that. So you can check that out. It's at backwoodshome.com, backwoodshome.com. And so this is going to be 10 Ways to Make Money on Your Land by Anita Evangelista. Um, And when you look for articles, you just can go to Features. That's listed at the top left of the page. Uh, Under Features, you can just see the, it says Homepage, Current Issue, and then Article Index. So you can go to the current issue of Backwoods Home Magazine and You can just click on that to go to the current issue, and then under that is the article index where they have all their articles archived, and there's a lot of them. And they have some really good stuff there, so I highly recommend, you know, downloading these articles and saving them to your hard drive because they would be great information to have on hand when everything hits the fan and before then, you know, to familiarize yourself with with what they say and... And then under that is the author index. So if you find an author that you like that wrote other articles you enjoyed, you can go look for their name and see what else they've written at backwoodshome.com. And they do have uh, a newsletter and and recipes and um, a home energy section and all kind of stuff. So um, they have a general store apparently too. I haven't really checked much of that out, but I do enjoy their articles and their website. So so this is 10 Ways to Make Money on Your Land by Anita Evangelista. So we heard about last week, you know, that it would be good to make a personalized plan and, you know, to decide on what are you going to do. Are you going to sell products? items you make, build, improve, develop, grow, or produce to provide a good that buyers need or want, or what can you do skills-wise? Can you teach um, others how to do what you already know how to do? Um, So you need to make a little plan and write these things down, keep a notebook, you know, on hand, and that way... All the time, if you have a notebook with you in your car, your vehicle, or whatever, at work, if you work away from home, you know, on your desk or wherever, wherever you're at, um, you know, keep a notebook and a pen or whatever handy. And that way, when you have good ideas before they, you know, leave your thoughts, you can write them down about this and whatever you'd like to, to do. So... You know, you can write down what products you might have that you could sell or build or improve upon or maybe invent or what skills you have. Um, And these are, you know, your knowledge or maybe skills you would like to develop in order to learn how to do things that a lot of other people are going to need to do in the days to come when everything does hit the fan 
or maybe even before then, maybe people like us that listen to AVR and that are on AVR, maybe, you know, people like that know it's going to get bad soon and, you know, maybe there's no electricity soon or we don't have the Internet, you know, and all these different things that are going to happen. And so people that have skills that will be needed at those times, maybe you can work on teaching others before that happens things that will help them to live and to survive and to have a better life, you know, to have the things they need, um, different things like that. And then services or actions you can carry out to serve the needs or wants of other people. Some services are simple manual tasks that potential buyers just don't want to do or can't do on their own. And others require more complex skills, combining skill and service in one swoop. So every step in the process of building your profit system can also be rewarding and satisfying in its own way. And so these steps I talked about last week, and I'm just kind of going over again a little, um, they are good steps to plan for, you know, if you want to do this to have your own business or to make some money on the side or whatever. And so these steps will take you closer and closer to your goal to do that. So know your land, they say, to make up a map to draw your land outside, you know. And they say to get some graphic paper or a piece of poster board and examine and measure out your available space and draw out your property outlines and include everything outside, basically, and where the sun falls, the sunlight and all that, you know, where there's shade and wind and um, different things like that. And they say here that this will be your basic tool for the rest of your progress. So make this detailed enough that you can close your eyes and visualize the layout readily. And if you're going to grow things or raise animals or whatever, breed animals or whatever outside, they did rabbits, for example. They bred rabbits. Um, so they say, imagine where you could tuck in small cages, planters, or tools. Um, write out your skills and here um, the author, Anita Evangelista, says that simpler and more complex than it appears as far as writing out your skills, those abilities you take for granted, like changing the oil in your vehicle, playing clarinet, training dogs, identifying garden herbs, baking bread from scratch, typing 70 words per minute, and so forth. And these are not free goods. Each skill that you have developed took you time and effort to acquire. And your time and existing skills all do have value. So part of earning money on your land includes accepting the reality that you are allowed to profit from what you know. Don't stop listing your skills until you have at least 15 skills on your list. 15. Most people can list over 40 skills if they think about it for a while. It helps also to consider how much you'd have to pay someone else to do the particular action, too. It might seem easy to replace your house's plastic water pipes, but if you had to hire a plumber to do the same work, you'd realize how valuable that skill is. And then the third step is write down specific benefits of your area. 
you know, notice that what kind of businesses already flourish in your area and observe and acknowledge the features of your region that can promote business development. Take a walk around the, your neighborhood, you know, and decide, you know, what kind of businesses are there? What's the income level? You know, are they rich people? Are they, um, you know, medium, moderate income people? Um, or is it people that don't have as much money? Observe the income level, upscale, moderate, downscale, and what people seem to want. If you supply something people want, you'll be able to sell whatever you produce. Don't try to duplicate existing businesses. Create something better, cheaper, or easier to acquire. Maybe it's a better quality than what others are offering, you know. Um, or maybe it's something that you can offer for less money than others. And or make it easier for the customer to acquire it from you. Um, maybe you can offer things that they can't find in your area that they can only go online to order, you know, or something like that. Keep in mind that some elements might be uncomfortable in other settings. And, you know, like high population density, if a lot of people live there, like you live in a city or something, that can be a plus because you'll have more potential customers available due to that. And then write down specific limitations of your area. Weather is often a limiting factor in developing income plans, like you can't grow fruit outdoors in Maine in the wintertime, for example. If you live an hour's drive from the nearest town, that will limit access from potential buyers. If you live in a gated community, it will be challenging for potential buyers to meet you spontaneously. This step helps you keep a realistic attitude about your plans, although you may, you know, be able to do something about that. And depending on, you know, if you're out in the boonies or something, people may want to come out to where you live. It just depends um, if they're coming out there for a reason, like to learn how to to milk goats or to milk cows or to, you know, have cows, cattle, and goats and raise them and breed them and all these things. Um, or... You know, you have a bed and breakfast or you're going to offer a place for people to stay overnight or something on your property. Um, so they may want to actually come out and get away from it all, you know. Um, or maybe you have a garden you can offer them or barter with them even. Um, so they may want to take a drive out to where you live. Or, hey, you could... Sell it at the farmer's market in your area. Sell it at the flea market. Sell it at the grower's market if your area has one of those, you know, if you are growing things. So these are different things. If you do live ways out or you want to get closer to the people that you're selling these things to, then you could do that. You could, um, you could have a thing where you can deliver even in Places around here do that, maybe not exactly where we live necessarily, but, you know, you can look online and find farmers and so on that grow things, and then they'll deliver um, a box full of things they grow to people, you know, and a lot of times people will pay up front, you know, so that the farmer can get the seeds or whatever they need to grow the, these things, and then you know, you're kind of helping them out in that way, and then when everything's ready, 
you know, they'll deliver you a box of whatever it is that they're growing, you know, a variety of things, and, you know, they can kind of tailor it to you. You could, you could do something like that and deliver it to people. Um, you could go get food for people from area restaurants and deliver it. You could be a personal shopper. These are just ideas I'm thinking of. You could be a personal shopper for people. That's a definite need for a lot of people that maybe are too busy to go shopping. They don't want to deal with going shopping. They don't have the time. They'd just rather have someone else do it for them. Maybe they're elderly or disabled, and maybe they don't drive or whatever. They don't have a car. Their car's, you know, not operable right now. Things like that. So, you know, you could have a business going and picking up things for other people at the grocery store or wherever it is, you know, running errands for them. You could take their dry cleaning to to get cleaned. You could take their clothes to a laundromat. There's all kind of things you could do for people, services you could offer. You could clean houses for a living and be your own boss doing that and make, you know, decent money. A lot of people make really good money doing that. So these are just some ideas that I thought of just off the top of my head without thinking of it ahead of time. So there's all different ways to make money. You could, you know, you could just provide a service in your area that nobody else is providing or do it better than them or whatever the case may be. And so write down how you want to live in one year, two years, and five years. And this author says, our goal was to work at home to make the land we lived on a place of profit as well as a place to sleep, truly a homestead. We wanted to raise our children in a safe environment and produce the majority of our own food. Our plan was to acquire a two-story house paid off in a rural setting that was both productive and pretty, and that's where we landed only four short years after we began working toward that goal. We were not interested in having a huge income or in amassing IRAs, individual retirement accounts, but you might be. Although, I don't know. I don't believe in that kind of thing uh, because I think they'll just end up stealing it from you and I say get your money out of the bank and, you know, credit unions, et cetera, because I do think that time is coming and... You know, they're going to be stealing people's pensions and bank accounts and all that, and they do not have the money there to back up what you have in there anyway. So, and, and the people that have the most money are the ones that are, you know, stand to get their money back versus people that don't have as much money in the bank. But, hey, they could steal their money too. And the whole FSLIC and FDIC and all that, like I say, they just, they barely have anything compared to the amount of money that, you know, people have put in their bank accounts, et cetera. So there's no way that they can pay out all that money to people if something were to happen and, you know, whatever happens, the bank fails or something. So, and then we have that instead of, um, uh, I can't think of the word for it, but we know that, they have already said, you know, that they're going to take people's money. It's basically their money when you put your money in the bank now or whatever, um, that they're, they're going to be able to access that like it's theirs. And the same thing with 
safe deposit boxes and all that. So we'll be back in a little while and find out more about how to make money on your own land right after this. Don't go anywhere. Boom, 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 boom. Gonna shoot you right down. All your feet. Take you home with me. Would you in my house? Boom, 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 boom. Talking to me, that baby talk. I like it like that. When you talk like that, you knock me dead. That all my feet. How, 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 how.
out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it is my live show tonight on Monday, October 12, 2015, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen there. And you can join us in the chat room, which is very easy to find, and to get in there and just, you just have to, you know, give us your email address, pick a username and a password and, you know, just go in there, put your username and your password in there and and you'll be in the room in no time and you can join us in there. So there's a bunch of people in there now. And so I'm giving you some ways to make money on your land, and I started this article last week, so I'm just kind of going over a little bit of it that I that I got into last week, and then skipping ahead to the additional stuff that I wasn't able to cover due to time. So this is 10 ways to make money on your land, and it's from a site that I really like. I think it's a good site to bookmark. It's called Backwoods Home. Dot com and that's back b a c k woods w o o d s home h o m e backwoods with an s home dot com and you can just look for the article index right there uh, it's like the third thing listed the clickable links on the left hand menu near the top of the page there under features you can also click on the home page or the current issue previous issues, etc. Lots of other stuff is listed there, recipes and so on. So, um, so I'm getting back into this article about ways to make money on your own land. Um, and, and I'm also thinking of additional ways to make money too. So not necessarily, you know, making people come to where you live to or whatever, but just ways to make money. But that's what the article is about by Anita Evangelista, or Evangelista, whatever. So we talked about, um, you know, writing down all these different things and um, your goals and your skills and what would you like to do? Would you like to sell products? Would you like to resell products? You know, you could buy new or used or both. Uh, things that people desire to have and, and resell those. Be a reseller, be a picker, some people call it. Um, you've heard of the show American Pickers and all the other shows that are out there, Storage Wars. There's people that buy storage units when people, you know, don't pay their bill or stuff like that. There's people that, you know, go to auctions, flea markets, garage sales, thrift stores, um I'm trying to think some others. Um, estate sales. All kinds of different ways to find things. You could go look for things, you know, 
to sell and and get a route established and you know instead of maybe selling them from your own land or your own property you could go you know make a list of people um you know once you start selling things and um maybe you know drive around and and have a whole lot of things in the back of your truck or a trailer or both for instance or the back of your car if you have a car where you have a lot of room or whatever, um, and and develop a route like that. You could develop a route to go buy things that way too, you know, and go to the same, you know, thrift stores or whatever it is, wherever it is that you can find things that people want that are very marketable and you can get, you know, a decent price or a really good deal on them and then you know look on ebay for example and go to advanced on ebay you know once you get to ebay.com if you want to check out the prices that things are selling for you can just go to ebay.com which i'm going to do right now ebay it's already in here so um so just go to ebay.com and i'm waiting for this laptop together okay here we go okay now once you get to ebay.com this is just me it's not from the article i'm just telling you a way i've done this before on my show you know recently but i'll do it again um it's real simple if you want to see what the price of things are going for you're not going to want to just go look for the prices people are selling them for because that's not going to i mean you could do that but professional people that are pickers and are resellers, they don't they don't really do that. What they do is they go to the advanced section of eBay. And if you look where it says eBay at the top, their logo, and then it says shop by category, and there's a little drop down, you know, there's an arrow there, shop by category. You don't, don't bother with that. Then there's a box, a search box there. Don't bother with that. Then there's all categories and another little arrow. And then next to that, it says search. Okay, to the right of search there, you'll see where I'm talking about. That's where it says advanced. They don't make it easy to find, honestly. They don't put a big, you know, a big advanced. It's just like little font, little text, advanced. Um, and uh, when you mouse over it, it'll turn blue because it's a clickable link. So look for that advance. It's at the top right of the page on ebay.com, okay? At the head of the page, top right, advanced. Click there. And then you'll get to the advanced search. That's where you want to be. This would be a good thing to bookmark, okay? You could even make it your home page for eBay if you wanted or an additional bookmark for eBay, okay? And that way you don't have to fool around looking for where that little advanced is you just go right to this. You could uh, put it on your desktop easily and make a shortcut to this page. So then you get to here it says eBay advanced search, find items, enter keywords or item number. So then in the top box there you put in you put in the words of what you want to know the value. Like you want to know what it sold for on eBay and this is going to give you what this sold for on eBay in the last 90 days. Okay, that's what this advanced search is going to tell you. 
It's not going to tell you what people are asking for items. It's going to say what people are paying, have paid for particular items in the last 90 days. That way you get a good idea of what things are worth, what, what to ask for if you have things to sell or you want to look for things to resell. Maybe you already have items to sell, etc. And I'm not even talking about necessarily selling them on eBay, although a lot of people do that and make good money. But there's other places to sell them too. Like I said, you can establish a route in your area, your neighborhood. Maybe you have friends or neighbors that would be interested in buying things from you, coworkers, whatever. You know, you know um, so... There's Craigslist. There's lots of different places. There's your community papers, your free um, places to advertise. A lot of communities have things like that or very low-cost ways to advertise. Craigslist is free, so you can advertise there for free. And you could advertise things that you have for sale. A lot of people are making money on the side or doing this as their sole business to make money, too just reselling things and, and finding things and finding people that want those things and then reselling them. Or maybe they're, they may advertise that they can help people that are looking for certain products. You know, maybe you'll put an ad and, and let them know. You'll look for what, what they want and maybe they don't have time to go looking for it, you know. So you can be a picker in, in that manner. Um, maybe you have a collection of things or you've, you know, bought things over the years that people are high, highly desirous to have and, you know, you can provide that for them. So anyway, to find the amount of money that things have sold for in the last 90 days on eBay, you go to the eBay advanced search and then it says find items. Enter keywords or item number. That's where you're going to, I wouldn't put a lot of words in there. I'd put the least number of words probably. For instance, I just bought two cast iron pans. I got both of them for $10 each, which I thought was a good deal, a really good deal. Um, and one of them is highly desirable. Well, they both are, but one of them is even more so because of the brand name, and it's an old cast iron frying pan uh, by Griswold. So, for instance, I typed in Griswold, G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D, and the number 10, because that was the number on the frying pan, and then I just typed in cast iron pan, Okay. Because the more words you put in there, the least amount of searches will probably come up. So you do, you just want to put the minimum thing, you know, but you want to describe the item too. So you don't want to just put cast iron frying pan. I mean, you could do that, but if you have a certain one or you want to, like Griswold, for example, is one that people really desire to have. So if you want to know the ones that sell for the most amount of money for that particular brand of Griswold, then that this would be something you could do, whether or not you already own an actual Griswold cast iron pan or not. If you want to just see the ones that go for the most money, you could just type in Griswold cast iron pan. But I put the number 10 
in there too because that's what the frying pan that I happened to find had on the back of it. So, so you put that in Griswold tin cast iron pan, for example. Then it says all words, any order. That's the one that I always choose. There's others you can choose like any words, any order, exact words, exact order, exact words, any order. I think the best one to choose, which I always use is all words, any order. You might try, you know, some other one, but that's one I use. So, And then there's an exclude words from your search box down below that. I haven't really used that. I guess you could certain times. Okay, and then I just put in all categories. I just leave it all categories, although you could narrow it down, but I just pretty much leave all categories checked there. And then there's search including. There's title and description. There's completed listings, and there's sold listings. It depends. Um, people that are professionals will t probably tell you the, the ones that I've heard, and I've listened to a lot of them on, for instance, YouTube.com, people that are selling on eBay, people that are selling on Amazon.com, people that are selling on Amazon as Fulfilled by Amazon, which they call FBA, and I'll tell you a little bit about that later. Um, and people that are selling, you know, maybe they have a route or whatever, or they're selling on Craigslist. They're selling in lots of different places. Some people have booths in stores. There are places around here. There's one called Picker's Paradise, and they have hundreds of booths. That's just one of the places. People sell used merchandise there, and sometimes new, but usually it's used. And, you know, things like this Griswold cast iron frying pan you might find there, and you're probably going to find it for a lot of money. Um, but I was able to get it for $10, a great deal. And then I got another um, cast iron Dutch oven for $10. So these are the things you want to look for. $10 is a great price to pay for these usually. So, okay. So under search, it says search including title and description, Completed listing, sold listing. So those professionals that I've listened to that do this for a living and make a lot of money doing it, some of them are making 100000 plus a year or even a lot more than that, um, they'll tell you to click on completed listings. And that's because if you just uh, click that box, completed listings, it's going to give you those that have sold and those that didn't sell. Maybe they had an auction on eBay and, you know, nobody bid. So it'll tell you zero bids if nobody bid. And it'll give you all those that they listed it for a certain price or a, an auction or whatever. And if it didn't sell in their auction, it'll say zero bids. And that way you'll know it didn't sell. And if it did sell, you know, it may have been a buy it now. It may have been an auction. It'll tell you the date it sold and the price it sold for if you click on you know, you check completed listings. So that's what I click on. I check sold listings is only going to tell you the ones that sold. So maybe 10 people listed something for a certain price or different prices. Maybe they didn't sell those. You're going to want to know which ones didn't sell versus just which ones did. But you might want to click on sold listings and just see how many sold in the last 90 days. You could do that too, whichever. I usually click on completed listings. Price, I don't bother with filling that out. You can do so if you want. Show items price from blank to blank. Buying formats, you could choose whether auction, buy it now, classified ads. I don't check any of those. That's just me. 
Um, probably I would, if I was going to sell on eBay, I would probably sell most things as buy it now. Although sometimes you can get, you know, really good money when people bid against each other at, at auctions. So that's something to think about too. Um, you know, if it's a highly desirable item, et cetera. And, or maybe other people aren't selling that, that high, highly desirable item or they're selling it for a lot more than you're willing to, et cetera. So, you know, that's something to think about. And then the condition, I don't, okay, that I use and I check those boxes. If it's new or if it's used and I know it's either new or used, you could check that because something new is usually going to sell for, usually, not always, is going to sell for more money than something that's used. Now, that's not always the case, though. Just keep that in mind. There are always exceptions to the rule. Um, because it could be an antique item and it could be used, you know, and that could be worth a lot of money, for example. So, and an antique item is something that's 100 years old. That's when it becomes an actual antique. It has to be 100 years old or more. Although you'll find on eBay and Craigslist and all these places when people are selling things that they claim are antiques, a lot of times they're not really antiques. They'll just claim they are but they're not really 100 years or more old. So really, you know, it would be a vintage item until it's 100 years old. But a lot of people do list it claiming it's an antique when it's not. So just know that most people aren't going to really be that nitty-gritty about it being a real antique. Um, so then there's not specified for the condition, you know, um, so I would check used for that frying pan, for example. So I'm going to go ahead and click, click that. And then show results. You can narrow it down with PayPal, accepted, listings ending within one hour, blah, blah, blah. Number of bids from blank to blank, multiple item listings. I don't bother with any of this stuff. Shipping options, free shipping, local pickup. I guess if you if you're looking for something to buy, you could choose one of those. But if you're looking for the prices to sell things, I don't bother with that. And then location, you know, you could even narrow it down to within 15 miles of your zip code if you'd like to see what things are going for in your local area. I don't bother with that either. And then you skip on down and it has sellers, only show items from specific sellers include um, list of sellers on following sellers with eBay stores. I leave all that blank. Sort by best match. I would choose Price plus shipping highest first. Okay, and I'll tell you more on the other side, so stick around. We'll be right back.
shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. People realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals.
Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, October 12, 2015. And so I was going over how to look up the worth of an item, what it's going for on eBay, what it actually sold for, actually, not what it's going for, but what people have paid for certain items on eBay in the last three months or the last 90 days, to be exact. So I went through that, and if you missed it, go back and listen in the archives if you just joined us or something. But you would go to the advanced section for advanced search on eBay, and you can find that by going to ebay.com, eb ay.com and then at the top of the page there if you look right at the top of the page where the logo is and you go all the way to the right side of the page it'll say advanced and you click on advanced you'll get to where I'm at now which is eBay advanced search and we're going to look up the worth what an item has sold for in the last 90 days for example so I just chose here for an example when you enter the keywords of the item number, I just put in here the brand name, which is Griswold, which is a very popular cast iron, uh, you know, name of Brett of cast iron cookware, um, old cast iron cookware. They're probably still making it. I don't even know, but I know the old ones are really into high demand. So I just typed in Griswold, G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D, and cast iron pan. Now I put the number 10, t- just the number 10, one zero. Uh, Griswold 10 cast iron pan, that's what I put. And then I chose all words any order because I found this pan, um, I don't know, a couple weekends ago. I found one of these for $10, which was a fantastic deal. I actually found this pan, the Griswold cast iron pan number 10 at um, I'm sorry, at Goodwill. So I I go to the local thrift stores around here, and I go to a lot of Goodwills, and I find all kinds of things that are worth a lot of money. And I'm amazed that it's sitting there on the shelf and nobody else has grabbed it, you know? So I grab it and put it in my cart. As soon as I see something, that is worth a lot of money. And I try to know what those things are, you know, by studying and researching. So, um... So I picked it up, put it in my cart, and was amazed. So it was only $10. And then I found another one 
um, on a more recent weekend lately. They had a a yearly um, antiques and collectibles sale at a local thrift store. It's a once a year sale. They do it to raise money for the needy uh, children going back to school, and they they fund their school supplies this way. So. Um, I just found out by talking to an employee there, and I've been going there probably the last three years, that they're no longer going to have this sale. So I miss it living here. You know, I've been here going on nine years in March. I missed it until the last three years, and then I got a lot of great stuff there when I found out they had it. And and you never know, because this same store... um, you know, I did go to some of these sales in the past couple of years. I missed it this year, but the week ahead of that sale, and they may do this where you live. You just have to, you know, look and ask and you know talk to the employees there and all that. But they have for the whole week before they hold this annual sale, they've done it for years and years now, and they're not going to do it anymore. But... um. Everything in the store, or a lot of the things anyway, were half price because they wanted to get the store cleared out so that they could bring in a whole store full of antiques and collectible items that people have donated to their thrift store. Um, And they, this thrift store I'm talking about, they they have services for the homeless and the poor. So they offer everything from... Um, clothing to the homeless people and poor people that come in, shoes, underwear, everything. If they're going out to a job interview or something, they can provide them with suits, you know, or a dress or whatever they need. Um, They have a food pantry where people can get free food, you know, homeless and poor and working poor, et cetera. They have... um, I know they have semi-emergency housing, and people can, I think, I'm pretty sure they do. And um, uh, then they have even a washer and dryer where you can go and have your clothes washed if you're homeless, you know. So there's that. Um, and then they have showers where people can go and take a shower that are homeless, et cetera. So, and then they also offer a lunch every day. Uh, a lunch, and a lot of local businesses donate food and things, you know. Um, so it's a really good lunch from what I saw. I've not been there or anything, but I looked on their website. And so, you know, it's really good food. Um, so they have all these things they offer for, to the homeless people, so I like to support places like that. So that's an example of one local thrift store that I go to that's it's pretty much my favorite thrift store that I go to around here. Um So they had their once-a-year sale, and the week before the sale, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, they had half off on most things in the store. Um, And then also, actually the last day, which was Friday, before that big once-a-year collectibles and antiques sale that they hold or they have held for years, they also do a $3 a bag sale, so anything you can put in a bag for $3, although it doesn't cover everything in the store, like electronics are going to be half price instead. Um, I actually got some expensive, um, I don't even know what you call them, but to hold my computer monitors, I got I got two different ones there. They were brand new in the box. A local store had donated them. 
Um, and they are really nice. They they hold, you know, my monitor on the wall. They till, they, they have an arm so it can come out several feet from the wall and then go back, you know, pretty much flat against the wall. Um, and I got those for like, I got one for, I think I paid seventeen fifty, um, and the other one I forget exactly. I paid, you know, maybe around that. I got them at two different times, you know, months apart at the same thrift store. So they also have new items, and I've found Goodwill, and I'm sure this may happen in your area too. Our Goodwill store also has new items from Target. So Target in our area, anyway, gives different products to Goodwill that are brand new and Goodwill offers them for half the price of what Target offers them for brand new. So I've gotten things that were brand new from Goodwill um, that originally came from Target and for half the price that Target sells them for. So you, you still might have to pay a hefty amount. Like I bought a duvet cover for, a you know, you can put like a comforter inside of it or you could put a a down comforter inside of it, you know, so it holds the comforter and, you know, the outside's pretty and, you know, you can take it off and wash it separately and all that stuff. So I bought like a, a duvet and I think some pillowcases, whatever, and I paid $50, but brand new at Target, they were going for 100 So, you know, things like that. They also had one time they had a huge propane patio heater, the really nice one that goes for, I don't know, you know, a lot of money, probably $220 easily. I saw one at Lowe's, like, over the weekend. Um, and I saw one there that was from Target at Goodwill, and I think they wanted, like, $100 for it. So it was brand new, nothing wrong with the thing, you know. It was just a great deal. So I've seen a 50-inch widescreen uh television at Goodwill. I forget exactly what they wanted. I think it was maybe $300. So, you know, and it was brand new from Target. So this is the kind of thing I'm saying you might, you know, be blessed enough to find. So see, ask your local Goodwill if you're interested in this, if they do get things maybe brand new like that, or maybe from Target department store or whatever. Um, so that that's something else to consider. So now, back to this, um, oh, and I've gotten books at that sale I told you about where they have the $3, you know, items you can put a whole bag, like a grocery sack full of, a paper grocery sack full for $3. Actually, they used to sell books like that, so you could get old books, vintage books, and, you know, I was getting them pretty cheap. Uh, the best deal that I've found anywhere, except for free books that I've found, they were kind of like 10 cents a piece. So, you know, that was another great source for books. I mean, and these books could be sometimes worth a lot of money. It just depends. You know, are they first editions? Are they antiques? Are they vintage books? And I got a lot of vintage books and cookbooks and things like that. The last sale I went to, I got, a, it wasn't that old. This was in 1978, but I have a 1978 hardback um and it's by Mark Twain, and it's Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn and another really popular um, story book or whatever that he wrote. So I got that. 
I got a lot of other, not a lot of books, but I got a few books when I was there. So anyway, this is another great place to get books. It's from thrift stores, um, used books and things like that. Um, so I've gotten a lot of my vintage and antique books that way from thrift stores. Um, there's a Salvation Army that I've been to in our neighborhood. Um, well, it's in Medford, which is where most of these thrift stores are, although I go to some in Eagle Point and, you know, other places. But there's um, a Salvation Army. And I went there. I went to go to that $3 a bag sale, and they closed early without telling, you know, on their website that they were going to do that. I didn't, I don't think they've ever done that because the next day they close on the Saturday before they hold their big antiques and collectibles sale on Sunday. So Saturday they're closed. Friday they have the $3 a bag and they used to have $3 a box of books too. As many books as you could fit in the box they hand you for $3. That was a great deal. Um, so if you know how to get them in there, you know, to where you can get the most books, that's the ticket right there. Um, and they uh, they have jewelry and everything. And a lot of these people that are reselling things, they're going to Goodwills and they're finding 14 karat gold, you know, sterling silver. They're finding, um, you know, actual pure silver and things like that, trays and I told you last week, this one reseller that I know, you know, from just watching videos on um, YouTube, he found two different um, silver trays on at Goodwill that were worth, uh, like, I think $1,200 or something. I don't know if it was each or I think it was. But anyway, so you just never know what you're going to find. Um, it just depends on the person marking the item and what they know and if they're in a hurry, if they stop and look it up to see, like I'm telling you how to look up on eBay because they do that a lot of the time, but they may not always. So you may find just a fantastic deal. Like I've found time after time after time. Um, so the Salvation Army here, the day I was going to go and I was going at the last minute, I mean, I only had a few minutes to look uh, anyway. But they closed early to get ready for their their big, huge, you know, collectibles and antiques sale. So me and a lot of the other people that showed up, you know, wanting to hit the store the last few minutes and get the $3 all you can put in a bag and half price for electronic items and stuff like that, we missed out. But So then I went to a different thrift store, which was the Salvation Army, which isn't very far from that one. And they had a half-price sale, which is the first time I have ever seen them have a half-price sale. So I was very happy when I saw that because that's, you know, pretty good thing. So I walked in there, and they had some great deals. I mean, you know, things that you might not think of, like if you're an artist or, you know, you want to learn how to paint or something, you can go in there and get canvases that other people have painted. You know, and you might get a better deal. Maybe it's in a beautiful frame, and you get the canvas for free. You get a beautiful frame, and you might get a great deal. So I was buying stuff like that. Um, another thing to look for if you're interested in and you don't already have a bread maker, a great place to get one of those is at a thrift store. I see them like crazy all the time. Um, I've actually found... Okay, the last time I went to the Salvation Army one, they had a bread maker that made two loaves of bread. I was 
they're seriously considering getting it. And I may still, I don't know. But it was by American Harvester. And um, it was, I don't know how old it was. But it makes two loaves of bread. They only wanted nine ninety nine. The reason why I didn't get it, I would have normally, because I've not seen a dual bread maker at any thrift store ever. I see bread makers all the time, and I have quite a few of them. But this one made two loaves at once, and so it was very unique. And it's probably, you know, worth a little bit of money, but the one dial on it was gone. And I think you could still turn it with some pliers or something, but the actual dial was missing. Plus, it had some electronics, and they were there. So that's the reason why I didn't get it. Plus, I looked at the date that it had come in, and it was like June or July. Nobody else had gotten it, although it was behind all the other bread makers on the back shelf at the bottom. So I don't know. People probably are scared because of the dial missing and that's a part that you might be able to find on eBay and replace or something or maybe from the manufacturer. So that that's something I'm going to look into maybe but anyway. So those are the you know you can find all kind of electronics there. I mean, we got a fantastic convection oven with rotisserie and um you know, it's a regular countertop oven and it'll hold a 9 by 13 pan. It's got racks. It's got, like, I think four different slots where you can put the racks. So, you you know, most ovens are, like, just small toaster ovens. Or even if they're convection ovens for the countertop, they don't have as many places where you can put the racks. They might have maybe a rack or two. And you can't really move them very much. And you can't get much in there. But the oven that I'm talking about that we got years ago, Frank and I, at a Goodwill thrift shop for $20, and it goes for as high as, like, almost 200 on eBay, um, you know, and a lot of times over 100 We got it for $20, and it lasted us, like, at least six years or more, and then I just recently got one for free on Craigslist, just like it, that I've been wanting to, you know, to replace my other one, that finally the door on it shattered, which... Is wild, but it's happened to me twice now with these kind of different different countertop ovens. So beware of that. But anyway, I don't know. It lasted six years, and I don't know how long the people before us had it or whatever, but it was a great oven. So I was able to replace it for free by looking on Craigslist. I just happened to look at the right time, and I contacted the person that had it for free, and I went and picked it up, and I got it, that same oven, for free. So... You know, you just never know what you're going to find. That's another great place to look is Craigslist to find items. Um, I've only gotten that one item ever from Craigslist. I usually go to thrift stores, garage sales, auctions, estate sales, and different things like that. So, anyway, um, they have a lot of bread makers. They have a lot of uh, unique vintage items and antique items. I got a Rowenta iron that goes for... I don't know exactly this particular model, but I think it goes for around probably 90 to 100 at least. Um, and and if it was brand new, which I don't know if it is or not, it looked brand new, it would go for a lot more. So, And I've had one in the past. I think I still have a Rowenta iron. It's one of the best irons. So um, some of them go for like a couple of hundred dollars. And I just found one at Salvation Army, and I don't even remember what I paid. It couldn't have been more than... Five to eight dollars, probably 
So you just never know. I found a heating pad. This is something good to know because if you need a heating pad for whatever reason, the newer ones don't get as hot as the vintage, the older ones do. So, you know, you have to be careful. You don't want to buy one that's ancient or something. But I got a vintage one like you would go to eBay to find. And it probably is going to get hotter than any of the ones that they have out there on the market now. And I've been wanting one. So um, a lot of the ones that they offer now, they automatically shut off after a certain period of time. And I don't think this one does. So that's good, too, to have on hand because it's good for many different reasons, you know. Um, so that's something good to have, and I found that. Anyway, there's just tons of different things that I've found at thrift stores that you could look for. So we'll be back and learn more about eBay, how to look up items and see what they're worth on the other side.
Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Bring me, keep 
Venus on the gallows pole. I couldn't get no silver. I couldn't get no gold. You know the way I felt that power in the gallows pole.
Order. Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And it's the last part of my live show on Monday, October 12th, 2015. So I was telling you about some great, you know, things that I've found that I might resell or I might just keep, but you can find some great deals if you look at garage sales, thrift stores, estate sales, auctions. Um, these are just some of the places in Craigslist, you know, places like that. eBay is another good place to find things. Um, and I have only bought like maybe three things ever from eBay, but, you know, I was able to win every auction that I ever Tried to win on eBay, um, and so I got some really good deals back in the day, you know, a while back. But anyway, so that's another option. It's eBay, Amazon.com, you know, these are some of the places. So um, so I'm just going to tell you now, get to that, how to look up the worth of things, that what they're selling for on eBay, for instance, in the last 90 days. So you go to the advanced search and you look for advanced when you go to ebay.com. It's on the top right-hand side of the page. You go to advanced. Then you go to um, the page. It's eBay advanced search. So, yeah, I'm just going to do this for an example. I found this cast iron frying pan at Goodwill. And then I found another Dutch oven that was a cast iron Dutch oven. And I got them both for $10 each. Two different trips, you know, two different thrift stores. So, um, one is called Griswold, that's the manufacturer, and they're highly in demand, you know, preppers and survival type people, homesteaders especially, they like to get these Griswold cast iron pans, you know, Dutch ovens are great to have, frying pans are great to have, and anything cast iron that you can cook in is great to have, um, when everything hits the fan and people are maybe cooking on, you know, campfires or whatever, um, so, maybe in your own fireplace. Um, and you can use them on your stove, etc., of course, or your wood stove. So, I just typed in um, Griswold, G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D, and the number 10, because on the back of the cast iron frying pan, it did have the number 10, and cast iron pan and honestly, I don't even know. I haven't measured it yet, but it could mean 10-inch frying pan. I don't really know yet. I haven't measured it. So, and then I told you, like, I go to, I skip down. I just put all categories, and I do all words any order. That way, all the words that I'm looking for, and they can be in any order, you know. Um, that's the one that I normally use. And you can exclude words from your search if you'd like. I, I don't think I've really done that, although I might have at times. But And then I just skip down to where it says search including. I put all categories. So I don't usually, sometimes I do, usually, you know, I don't. But at times I will look in a particular category. Like if I go, you know, look in something and it doesn't give me many search results, I might go to all categories or I might go to a different category, but usually just all categories. Um, then I go to completed listings and I put a check there. 
That way I'm going to find the ones that sold, the ones that didn't sell. So I can find out, you know, maybe people are asking too much money so they, their item didn't sell or something like that. Uh, it could be other reasons why it didn't sell, too. If you check sold listings, it's only going to give you the ones that sold. So you're not going to get a good picture of what did sell and what didn't sell. You're only going to see what did sell. So you might want to click there. But most professional people that are reselling for a living, they're going to tell you to click on completed listing. So you can see which ones sold and which ones didn't. And maybe why. You know, if you're smart and look, you can tell. Um, I skip all the way down. I skip price. I skip buying formats. I don't check any of that. Condition. Mine is used frying pan, so I'm going to check used. If it was new, I would check new. Okay. Not specified. I don't even bother ever checking that one. Um, and then there's show results. You know, you can narrow it down for different things there. You know, if you're looking to buy and you want to see what things are going for, you you know, there's local pickup if you're looking for that to see if it's in your local area and all that. There's also free shipping. If you want to just look for items that have free shipping and you're interested in buying items after you maybe check and see what they're going for on eBay, then you want to say, okay, well, which ones offer free shipping? You know, that's another thing you could check, but I'm not bothering with that because I'm trying to see the worth of a particular item in the last 90 days on eBay. Then there's located. You can look up, you know, within 15 miles of your zip code or all the way up to 2,000 miles of your zip code. You narrow it down either way from preferred locations. U.S. only if you don't want to bother with, you know, somebody that's selling it from Taiwan or something. I go ahead and say U.S. only. Um, because it's going to, I don't want to buy something usually from some other country or, you know, even Canada. I'm going to have to pay a big chunk of shipping for that. So, And then located in um, United States. Yeah, I put United States because that's the country I live in. Sellers, I skip all that. Um, you can do that if you want. And then sort by. If you want to, if you're a reseller or you're somebody that is interested in buying and then reselling items and you want to see, you know, what's the most what's the most highly desirable items or what's sold for the most amount of money, you know. So I'm going to go for price plus shipping highest first, okay? If you're buying, you might want to say price plus shipping lowest first, okay? And then they'll be listed in the least expensive to the most expensive. And you can try to find the cheapest thing. Or if you're looking to get a great deal on some eBay auction, you could say time ending soonest. Okay, so you can look for, if you want to hurry up and buy and you want to buy an auction on eBay, you can look for time ending soonest auctions. Some of them might be ending in a few minutes, some of them in a few hours or whatever. So it's going to go minutes, hours, days, you know, seconds first or whatever. Um, so there's all these different ones. And there's distance, nearest first, there's best match, on and on. But right now I'm going to choose price plus shipping highest first, okay? And then view results, all items. You can see just the ones that have pictures, the ones that show item numbers. I'm going to say all items. Um, results per page, I'm going to pick 200. You can do 25, 50, 100, or 200. I'd, I'd rather, instead of clicking on the next page, do as many as possible on each page, so I'm going to say 200. And then just click on search, okay? So I just clicked on search. Okay, now, 
I was looking for a particular brand, Griswold, a particular number, number 10, on the back of the pan, cast iron pan. I didn't put frying pan. I just put pan. So, honestly, I'm going to come up with other things other than just frying pans because I put pan. So they're all going to be cast iron, and they're all going to be Griswold, and they're all going to have the number 10 in the title, but they're not all going to be frying pans. I could have put frying pan, but I didn't. So if you want to see also, you could just put Griswold um, and maybe cast iron. If you want to see everything by Griswold, that's the most highly desirable you know, items, and then do price plus shipping highest first or whatever, highest price first, you're going to find the most, you know, like right here. I didn't put just Griswold cast iron paint, although I could have. But on what I did put in, the thing here that sold for the most amount of money is a scarce minty Griswold heart star cast iron gem pan number 10. And it goes for nine. It went. It actually sold on September 19th of this year for $900. Okay, so that's an example of something you would want to look for in a thrift store or at a garage sale or at an auction or at a flea market or at an estate sale or whatever the case may be. Because if you can find something that's, some, you know, this exact one, you can get a hefty amount of money for it, $900. And that is something as pretty as it is, which it is really nice, and it's heart-shaped, and then the hearts are, are all around the outside of the cast iron pan, and then in the inside, if you look at the back, it forms a star. So it's pretty cool. I'd love to have that, you know, but I'm not going to keep something that sells for $900 that's a cast iron pan. I'd rather have the $900 to go out and buy a whole heck of a lot of cast iron pans, you know and other things that are needed for when it hits the fan, et cetera. Or other things I could make money, you know, if I was to sell, et cetera. So, but that one's going for $900. So you can get a good look at it and see, hey, you know, that's something to look for. The next one on the list is a rare Griswold number 2800 wheat and corn stick pan variation 10. That one went for 800 The thing is, now, it says zero bids, so obviously nobody did bid on that one. It did not sell. It says zero bids, so the auction ended September 12th. Um, but some of these, like this one, number 10, the fourth one down on the list, number 10, Griswold, number 779, large logo, deep. They put in parentheses chicken pan, skillet, plus DBL for double, mark, lid, NR, means no reserve, I believe, and R usually means no reserve. Okay, it went for $575, and it looks like the same seller had another one of those pans, and it did not sell, but out of the two that they had at first auction, um, auction, two people bid on one of theirs, and the highest bid went for $575. They also got $35 shipping, so this is just one you know, skillet, um, they're calling it a chicken pan, and it's a certain particular Griswold, you know, it has different marks on the back and all that, so 
you know, these are things to look for, to memorize, maybe to take a picture of, carry around with you if you want. And then you'll know, hey, this one goes for $575. It just sold for on eBay, etc. And then you'll know the most highly desirable ones. Um, the next one down went for $299, and that's a pre-Griswold Erie cast iron number 10A deep skillet pan, very hard to find. says here reserve not met, so I don't know. Um, maybe it didn't sell. Says right here, two hundred ninety-nine dollars, eighteen bids, eighteen dollars shipping. So reserve not met to me would mean the seller asked for a particular amount of money. They were not able to get that. Therefore, even though people bid on it, I don't think it sold because the reserve was not met. Obviously, so they didn't get the amount of money they desired. And then the next one is an Erie Pre-Griswold Number 10 Cast Iron Skillet Pan, 11 and a half inch diameter, no lid, slash cover, antique, nice. It went for $293. There were nine bids. They got $21.55 shipping, and that was July 24th of this year. So, honestly, I have to look at I have to hold my frying pan and look at it carefully, you know, the back of it, and see exactly what kind of marks are on it or something. But mine's a 10 Griswold, so it could potentially be worth um, $100. Maybe not exactly that much. Maybe I see some on here, number 10, cast iron lid. Um, it's just the lid only going for $100. Um, but maybe not because it looks like some people didn't, you know, bid anything. Um, here's one... Um, particular one that went for 126 plus 22 and change shipping. So there's a bunch of different ones. I'd have to narrow it down and look at mine. And then here's some what they're calling popover pans, or it could be called um, muffin pans. I did see one of these at an estate sale from a lady that I've been to a lot of her sales. She had one, and I knew it was worth a lot of money. Um, and actually, here's one that went for 125 here on eBay. It's a muffin pan. So it's a Griswold number 10 popover pan, variation 15 rare. Um, and, and it went for $125. So, you know, these go for a, quite a bit of money. Um, and they would be great to have or great, you know, you might want to resell them or something. But that's just a, an example. So... Sometimes I'll look on here and I'll see cast iron pans going for like $1,000. It just depends on the exact pan, you know, the markings on it, when the particular kind, how rare it is, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't really know exactly what mine's worth, but it's probably worth, you know, a decent amount of money. Um, so that's just an example of how to look something up on eBay and see what it's going for. So I'm going to get back to the article now. And this is, you know, ways to make money on your own land. Like I said, you can make money also not on your land, but maybe storing things on your land that you've bought to resell um, if you have a place to store them. And if not, you might could get, you know, a, one of those pod things where they'll come and bring it. You could get a cargo uh, co shipping container thing, you know, and put that on your land. You could uh, get an old trailer and use that for storage. Or you could rent a a storage room and, and use that to deal with the public when you're reselling things on Craigslist or eBay or what have you. So there's a lot of different things you could do. You could go to your local flea market and sell there. 
you know, resell there. You could have a, a route where you go and deliver, you know, you, you just basically go around to different people. Maybe you get their email address and, you know, they might have bought something from you in the past or something or, you know, and you ask them for their email and then you establish a route for people that are willing to buy things that you have for sale and you give them, here's pictures of different things I've had in the past or put them on a website or put them on Craigslist and they can see the kind of things you normally typically have or, you know, you tell them what kind of things you normally do find or already have and then you can establish a route and I know, you know, I mean, we have a friend that's done this and they had a, you know, they would just go to their friends and people they knew that they had sold things to in the past, including Frank and I, and they'd have like a big suburban and, and a trailer or something and, you know, they would get great deals and then they would come and give us great deals too in turn. So, you know, they had everything from food to um, spools of cable um all kind of things, you know, so you just never know what you're going to get. So that's an example of another way to make money, and being what they're calling here a middleman. I told you some about that last week, but also a reseller or a picker, you can make a lot of good money. Um, mobile services, you know, I've seen people going around doing detailing and offering mobile detailing services. That's another way to make money. You can make a lot of money detailing Frank used to do that for a living. He had his own detail shop, and then he was the manager of another uh, car dealership detail, you know, service, whatever you want to call it. He was the manager there. So, um, you know, that's another way to make money um, that you can easily learn how to do. So that would be something good to do now, although I don't know what the economy like it is. If you could find the right people, and I know there's a person in town that, you know, has a detail business on the side and then they have a job. So according to Frank that he knows. So anyway, but mobile ones, I've seen mobile veterinarians and mobile car repair clinics, um, you know, things like that where you can just have a van and your tools and you're a good mechanic. You can go around and repair people's vehicles at their own home. So that's another idea for making money. So there's a lot of different ways to make money. Um, and, you know, it would be good to find ways to make money also when everything hits the fan. If there's any way, you know, you can still do that um, and just develop good skills and, and teach others how to do it before it does hit the fan so they can learn how to survive, learn how to, you know, prep and all these different things, you know, you may be able to teach people that, you know, and they may be willing to pay you or something. So there's all kinds of different ways to make money or to make extra money or to develop your own business where you're your own boss. You don't have to depend on somebody else that may fire you at any time or close the company, you know, go move it offshore, who knows what. And, you know, now they're doing those buy-ins, um, I'm sorry, bail-ins. That's what the word I was trying to think of earlier, the phrase. When they take your money from your account now, and, you know, instead of the bailouts where they're bailing out the banks, they're doing the bail-ins where they're just stealing people's money. So I would get my money out of the bank and the credit unions and all that. And I'm going to keep going, finishing on this article next week. There's a lot more to talk about. Anyway, hope you learned something. Coming up next is Frank, the owner of AVR, for two hours live. So stick around. Thank you for listening.
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere 
with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Just go. 
evening, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You are listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. And uh, it is Monday, October 10th, 2016. It's about 8.08 out here on the Pacific Time Coast, if that's when it is where you're at. We are, in fact, live. Being live... You can call in 800-932-1980, is the call-in number. Hey, you can also go to our website over at the uh, American Voice Radio Network, which I am uh, trying to get in there right now into the chat room myself, but uh, so far no go uh, because I'm having troubles, all kinds of troubles. Had a computer uh, just unexpectedly shut off. I don't know why. And now my headset doesn't seem to want to work right. It's the plug on the the place where I plug it in. It's broken, and it's uh, it's just it's just making me crazy. So we'll just have to get through this uh, somehow, and I'm going to have to figure it out before Dean comes on in the next hour, because I have to be able to hear him. Anyway, there we go. Got it fixed. Got her done. And now I'm trying to go into the uh, chat room. But, of course, I have to sign in and all that first, and I have to do it with one hand while I'm... uh, trying to talk here. So, anyway, yesterday was the debate, and, uh, you know, everybody was always worried about, oh, you know, hey, they're just trying to make it so nobody watches the debate, and uh, because they're putting it on football night. Well, yeah, really? Well, hey, guess what? Football's not doing so good anymore. Gee golly, I wonder why. Hey, maybe a bunch of their overpaid morons that would be saying, welcome to Walmart, or would you like fries with that if they weren't in the football league, are, you know, disrespecting the country that's made them millionaires. Now, listen, man, I understand a guy sitting under the bridge saying, you know what, hey, I'm not standing for that flag. I'm not standing for the national anthem. I'm not doing any of that. I get that. You know, because they've got, they've got a gripe. They've got, hey, man, hey, you know what? This country's not doing me any good. Why should I stand? Why should I respect it? Look what it's done to me. I live in a cardboard box under the bridge. You know, now you can say that's right or wrong, but I can at least understand that because they got a gripe against the country they live in because it's not treated them right. They're not doing very well. But uh, when you're a multimillionaire moron that can barely read... And you're getting paid gazillions of dollars because you're an athlete to play a kid's game on TV. You think you can disrespect everybody out there? You know, because most of the people watching football, hey, they're at least well off enough to have a TV, right? And they probably got that TV in a house somewhere or an apartment or something, or they're sitting in a bar watching it. Sucking down drinks. They got money. They're doing okay, at least. And most of those guys, hey, they don't want to hear, 
What? You won't stand for the national anthem? What's that got to do with police beating the crap out of criminals? And really, these guys are getting beat up are criminals. Now, do I think a guy should be shot in the back because he's running away from a cop? No. Do I think a guy should be shot on the... No. People should not be shot by the police unless they are about to shoot the police. Okay? Honestly, folks, and I'm talking about a knife and everything, man, because let me tell you something. Oh, you got a knife, do you? Okay. I got pepper spray in a billy club. Guess what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to spray you in the face and I'm going to beat you unconscious with this stick. You come at me with a knife, but I don't have to shoot you. Okay? I don't have to shoot you. Oh, you're going to the hospital, but you're probably going to recover. And then you're going to get to go to court, and then you're going to get your day to, you know, hey, well, the day to have them screw you over. But it's not the cop's job to exact punishment on people. I don't care if you're a criminal or not. Okay? And I'll I'll even give the cops that much. Okay, so you're stopping somebody because you, you saw them do something wrong or you have reasonable, you know, suspicion or probable cause to think they've done something illegal. All right, I get that. Okay, I'm even willing to give you that. Okay, so, you know, what's the thing? Now, look, if you think somebody's just murdered somebody and they're running away, well, what happened to the, hey, you can't outrun the radio? Remember that? Yeah, you you know, high-speed chases and all that. Yeah, sure, you can run away from the cops, but you can't outrun the radio. And we're in even a bigger surveillance country than we ever have been. So you're not really going to get away unless they want you to get away. But if the cops want you, you're not getting away. There's too many cameras. They can they can surveil you to wherever it is you're going and then come and get you. And, hey, if you got a gun, expect to get shot at. You know, I mean, really, that's the thing. I don't expect cops to, uh, you know, oh, that guy has a gun. And he's pointing it. You know, he's pulling it out. Man, time to shoot him. But running away from the cops, no. Standing there with your hands up, no. Uh, You don't get to be the executioner and the jury. All right. But I, I get that. But what does that have to do with the national anthem? Uh, you know, I think it's, I get the point. We're unhappy. Yeah, I'm unhappy. 1,500 people get shot by cops. Probably three-quarters of them shouldn't have got shot by cops. And then there's the other quarter that, hey, you know, you pull a gun on a cop, you can't blame the guy for shooting you. I mean, honestly, you can't blame anybody for shooting you if you pull a gun on them. But that just, it's not happening all that often. It's its usually something stupid like, I don't know what. I, I watch these videos of people getting shot, and they didn't do anything. I mean, they didn't even twitch. They didn't do anything to deserve that. They didn't even do anything to deserve a beating. But 
Shot dead. There you go. Anyway, I think I'm I think I'm finally getting into the chat room here, maybe. <laughs> All right. So why am I talking about that? Well, because I got me a little story here, wherever it is. Uh, I got so much stuff open that uh, oh man, here we go. No, that ain't it. <laughs> got so much stuff open, folks. I'm sorry, but uh, we're gonna see here. Well, I guess maybe I don't have it up. Maybe I just read. Maybe this is something I read uh, that, I don't know, just uh, went away or something. How can that be? <laughs> How can that be? I really thought I had it right here. Right here, right here, right now. Right, right, right. Well, okay, well, I guess not. You know, now I'm now I can't stop looking for it here. But I'm going to have to give it up here in a second. Well, anyway, it was a story about how, ah, here it is. Police brutality protests as more football players take the knee for U.S. Anthem. NFL TV ratings plummet. You know, the NFL really needs to start saying, listen, boys. You want to keep making your millions? You're going to knock this off. You're pissing the customers off, okay? NFL audience so far this year has dropped by 10%. Viewership for the iconic Monday Night Football has plunged by 19%. As San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick protests against police brutality, you know, and I get his I get his position. The guy's just an idiot. I mean, really, it's it's like what he's doing is the complete, you know, what he's doing is the problem with the black community. He's got a legitimate, you know, a, a legitimate concern, a legitimate, you know, problem here. However, he's going about it in a way that turns people against him. Even though he has a he has a legitimate concern that a lot of people would support, but the way he's going about it, nobody's supporting him, or very few, and, and nobody but the thugs down in the down in the hood, okay? Of only Black Lives Matter, because that's what they are. Only Black Lives Matter, because they'll call you a racist if you say all lives matter. Yeah, you're a racist. Oh, really? So only Black Lives Matter. Let's call it what it is. Plus, I don't want them being confused with the real BLM criminals from the Bureau of Land Management, okay? As bad as Black Lives Matters is, they're nothing compared to the criminals at the BLM for real at the Bureau of Land Management. So let's call them the uh, OBLM. Only Black Lives Matter. Because look, man, too many people are getting shot by cops. More white guys, by far, are getting shot by cops than black guys. And there's too many, because, you know what, cops are just shooting people. 
when they're scared. I'm scared. He was big and mean, and he said nasty things, so I shot him. I was scared. I feared for my life. Oh, you're free to go. Well, you know what? These judges think they're doing him a big favor. And I've explained to you in the past why they do it. They don't have a choice, okay? Because they got to have the cops on their side. And if the judges don't protect the cops and the prosecutor doesn't protect the cops more than anybody, then the cops will stop cooperating with the prosecutor. And guess what happens to the district attorney's conviction rate when that happens? It starts plummeting. He's an elected official. Guess what happens to him? He has to find a real job. Yeah. So, they just let every cop do whatever they want. Oh, you shot five people? That's okay. You were scared. Uh, maybe you can ride a desk for six months till everybody forgets about this, and then you'll be back on the beat. And that's how it works. But it works that way because, hey, they don't have a choice. They need these guys. But, you know, the football players could, man, these guys are millionaires. They could get out in the press, and they could voice their what they're doing. I mean, Kaepernick, when, whatever his name is, uh, once he sat down and explained, look, this is my beef, it made a lot of sense. Everything about what he said makes sense except, so you're going to disrespect the country that made you a millionaire. You're going to disrespect all the fans that are standing for the National Anthem. You see these 80,000 people all standing? Yeah. So you want to piss them off, really? Is that your goal? That's your big idea on how to make cops stop shooting people? Is to piss off everybody everywhere you go? Wow, great plan. This makes as much sense as the black community deciding they're unhappy, so we're going to riot and burn down our own neighborhood to show you... We'll show you. We'll burn down our own neighborhood. Yeah. I'm burning my house to the ground to show you how upset I am. Oh, gee, don't do that. Golly, don't burn your own house down. Oh, that'll really hurt me a lot. Not. It really, and, and, hey, all these guys in the NFL got there because they are college graduates. You ever hear some of these guys give interviews? Forget about reading and writing, man. They can barely put a sentence together talking. Now, that doesn't mean everybody. There's some there's some guys in the NFL and the and the NBA that took their education as serious as they took playing their sport. You know, and, and they're pretty well educated. But uh you got to wonder about the other Let's be fair, 50%. The other 50% that can't read, can't write, can barely talk, you wonder, how exactly, what, what did you major in? How did you get out of school? Huh? I'm trying to get into the chat room again. That was the little break there. And it's going to have to wait till the break. All right, let's move on here. Hey, funeral massacre in Yemen. Hey, it sounds like the United States military, huh? At it again, killing people at funerals. What, no wedding was going on or what? And here's the deal. Now, 
this is being blamed on on the Yemenis over there, the Houthis. However, they are blaming the U.S. and uh, they're blaming the U.S. because it is the Saudi Arabians massacring people with United States weapons. That's what's going on in Yemen. That's what the Saudi Arabians are all about. And these are our allies. The Saudi Arabians also were selling weapons up in in Libya. Oh, we'll get to that in a little while. And guess who knew about it? Guess who approved it? Guess whose big benefactors of the Saudi Arabians are? Oh, yeah, that's right, Hillary Clinton. How many hundreds of millions of dollars has she gotten from Saudi Arabia to turn a blind eye to their murderous, uh, you know, escapades in the Middle East? They're the ones behind Syria. They're the ones in Yemen. They're the ones that are, are constantly having this beef going on with Iran. To tell you the truth, folks, we should ally ourselves with Iran and turn Saudi Arabia into a glass parking lot. The Saudis are the most corrupt government in the Middle East. That's saying something, man. They are the most brutal in the Middle East. The only reason they stay in power is because they pay off the Wahhabi. And they pay off the Wahhabi by giving them money to buy weapons so they can do terror all around the world from their safe little Saudi Arabia. Because if the Saudi princes weren't giving them money, the Wahhabi would kill them all, their whole families. That's why. And Hillary Clinton is benefiting from it. You know, I don't know why Donald Trump doesn't lay this out. And forget the rhetoric, Donald. You're a real funny guy, okay? Keep it for Saturday Night Live or something. Why don't you get out there serious as business and lay it out? Look, here it is. These are the emails. These are the weapons. They come from Saudi Arabia. It's Saudi Arabia. This is why we're in Syria. This is why we're in, uh, you know, got a problem with Iran. This is why they're murdering Yemenis. Because of Saudi Arabia. Who's been friends with them? The Bushes? The Clintons? Gee golly, boy, there's a lot of difference between the Republicans and Democrats, right? When you're talking Bush and Clinton, Bush and Clinton, Bush and Clinton, they got all the same friends, they get all the same money from all the same people, and they fight all the same wars, and they do all the same criminal acts. Gee, maybe that's just a big coincidence, huh? Or maybe they're a crime family. In cahoots together, you think? When Russia and Syria bomb Al-Qaeda, the U.S. regime accuses them of war crimes and threatens to launch investigations. When Saudi Arabia deliberately targets hospitals and schools in Yemen, and when the Saudis recently targeted a funeral, killing over 150 civilians and injuring over 500 more, U.S. officials see little choice but to continue supporting the Saudi regime. It's only a war crime when we allege that Russia does it. When we or our allies actually do it, it's okay. No wonder tens of thousands of Yemenis recently protested at the UN office in Sana. The leader of the Houthis in Yemen, 
Abdul Malik Al Houthi has publicly blamed the U.S. for the funeral massacre, calling the American regime the first and foremost party responsible for the carnage, and noting that Washington and Riyadh are accustomed to committing mass murder. Yeah, well, that's a fact. Those killing Yemenis are morally bankrupt. That's a fact, which has driven them to perpetrate any sort of crime. That's a fact. The Saudis are killing Yemenis by means of U.S. weapons and military aircraft. That's a fact. They strike where Americans pinpoint and allow Saudis have a, back, a black criminal record of killing innocent people. Another fact, they have a cruel and evil nature. Well, I don't know enough of them to know their nature, but I believe it. And do not respect the independence of other countries. Well, that's a fact. The Saudi king, Salman bin Abduziz al-Saud, would not have dared to attack Yemen if it not had been without United States consent. The Iranian IRGC denounced both the U.S. and Israeli complicity. Evidence and documents show that this crime has been committed under the operational control of the United States and Zionist regime. Commander of the IRGC's Aerospace Division Brigadier General said on Monday, he added that the continuous presence of the U.S. spy drones and surveillance aircraft such as MQ-1, RQ-4, and MQ-9 AWACS command centers, and refueling planes, as well as frequent flights by American F-16, F-15, and F-22 fighter jets, and U.S. air logistics support for Riyadh, proved that the military aggression against the oppressed Yemeni Muslims have been carried out directly by the U.S. behind a Saudi facade. Well, you see, this is what they see. What I see is, it's not a Saudi facade. The Saudis want Yemen gone. For whatever reason, I don't know. They want Syria. They want Assad gone. I know the reason behind that. They wanted Iraq gone. I know the reasons behind that. The United States does what the Saudis want because they are all in this together. Hey, who was having dinner with the Saudis uh, the night before 9-11? The Bush family, that's who. Who gets hundreds of millions of dollars from the Saudi Arabians? Hillary Clinton, that's who. Who bows before the king of Saudi Arabia? That would be the president of the United States, Obama. Yeah, really? Who's, who, who's driving the bus here? Saudi Arabia or the United States? Well, in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia does. Anyway, because, see, the United States government understands the Saudi power is oil. They put, they put the uh, American frackers out of business. They're not going to recover. Okay? Oh, there might be a new crew, or the Seven Sisters will come in and just buy them all out and just do the operation themselves, which is probably what it is. It's what they always do, folks. This is what the big corporations do. They let the little guy go out there and work his ass off, spend all his own money and capital, make a little bit back, and then put him out of business, buy it for dimes on the dollar, and then run it themselves and make billions. This is what they do. Okay? 
over and over again, folks, I'm not a genius, but I can pay attention. And if you do pay attention and you see the same thing happen ten times in a row, well, somewhere along the line you've got to catch on unless you're an idiot. All right. So we're going to take a break here, and here we go.
warm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Here's an important message from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. What?
are back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan, and you're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. Monday, October 10th, 2016, about 8.46 out here, 800-932-1980, or theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. For those of you wondering, uh, that right there was uh, a band called The Rides, and it's Stephen Stills, Barry Goldberg, and Kenny Wayne Shepard. Okay, so... Those are some names that you probably know, and they got a band, out, a new band out there putting that together. Anyway, so uh, uh, the first song there uh, was by a band you probably don't know called Ten Ton Tabby. So there you have it. Anyway, let's get back to things and stuff. Okay, so okay, let's go to this. Mainstream media says Hillary won second presidential debate, but nearly all online polls indicate viewers think Trump won. According to online polls scoring the second presidential debate Sunday night, Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump had a landslide win over Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton with about 659,000 votes. Trump led Clinton 58 uh, to 41 in the Drudge Report poll. The Right Scoops poll had it at 75 for Trump, 19 for Clinton. Breitbart had Trump with 93, Clinton with 6. Uh, Mediate, whatever that is, has Trump ahead 53 to 46. Variety Magazine's instant poll showed Trump 58 to 41. And BuzzFeed, 63 to 8. So, folks, all those are not conservative websites, okay? Online polls in which one respondent can vote multiple times are not scientific. But you see, online polls in which one respondent can vote multiple times is misleading. Because, yes, you can vote multiple times if you do so through a proxy or change your IP in some other way. But your average user, when you vote once, if you're on the same IP, you don't get to vote again. Okay? I've tried. I've checked it out. And, yeah, I know how to get around it if I wanted to vote more than once, but I don't bother. And most people don't know how. So for them to say where you can vote multiple times is like saying that you can vote multiple times in U.S. elections for president because there are people out there that know how to do that, and they do that. It's not scientific. I've already told you, okay, what scientific polling means. It means, okay... We're going to get 1,000 people. Uh, okay, hey, are you a Democrat or a Republican? Okay, so uh, 80% Democrat, 20% Republican. Are you male or female? Okay, 80% female, 20% male. Well, really, that's all I need to do in this election, Okay. Now let's ask questions. You know, when do you think Trump stopped beating his wife? And and then they get all these answers and go, see, Hillary won. That's scientific. That is scientific. Folks, it is the same way 
They do polls as the same way they do their studies. Okay? Oh, we're going to do a study. I have a grant to do a study. Oh, okay. Well, guess what? Crap in, crap out. They come up with whatever they're paid to come up with in these studies. Just like, well, they're not even paid anymore to poll. They're just completely, uh, you know, pro-Hillary, pro-Democrat. They hate everything Republican, and they particularly hate Trump. Now, the CNN poll shows Clinton winning 57 to 34. And they claim to be scientific, and they are absolutely scientific. Now, before being polled, okay, we're not going to we're not going to poll you yet. All right? 58% 58 58% said before they were ever polled that they supported Clinton. Wow. And 57% says uh, after the poll, wow, isn't that something? They cooked their poll by first selecting a majority of Hillary supporters, then asking them if they think she won the debate. Oh, boy, that's really scientific, isn't it? Yeah. It is really scientific. That's the sad part about it. Then they have another thing. U.S. News. The Guardian. Who won last night's debate? Well, 68% say Trump. But here's why it's garbage. Yeah, sure. Here's why it's garbage. Well, hey, guess what? And they had 907,000 people. Hmm. You know, these guys are just incredible. CNN rigs its own poll again to claim Clinton won the debate. I mean, you know, these guys are just shameless, man, and they're getting caught left and right. But you see, they don't care. That, that, that slut unfunny fat pig, Joy Bayhard, or whatever her name is, that thinks she's all that on The View? Guess what she said? Yeah, all the, uh, all the Clinton women claiming that he raped them and sexually assaulted them, do you know what she said about them? Oh, we're all bent out of shape because Donald Trump said Rosie O'Donnell is a pig. Uh, everybody knows Rosie O'Donnell's a pig. And she's not a poor little girl who can't defend herself. You ever hear the mouth on her? Everybody's all upset about that, but Joy Behar goes out there and she says about these rape victims that they're, uh, what did she say? Uh, basically, oh, I, I want to get this right. Uh, she called them, uh, not bimbos, not whores, something else. I, I, I gotta get to that, you know? Uh, but something along the, she basically called them sluts. Okay, they're just sluts. You don't have to worry about them. So what, Bill raped them, they're sluts. Of course she didn't say slut. I wish I could get the real word here. Oh, 
man, I can't find out where I where I got it here, and I I shut it because it's basically a, a video of uh, you know what they do, they say that, and then they they sh- they give you a 37 minute video of the view, which I'm sorry, folks, I don't care what anybody says, I am not watching 37 minutes of that show. That's just not happening. So, uh, you know. And I am not seeing it. I think it was on here, but not anymore. Well, that happens, you see. Things get taken off. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah, but that's okay, right? It's okay for Joy ba- Behar to d- say that about these rape victims. That they're just floozies and they're sluts and they're this, that, and the other thing. Oh, that's okay. Oh, boy, but calling... Rosie O'Donnell, a pig. Oh, my gosh, that's horrible. There's like 10 women that are claiming Bill Clinton sexually assaulted them. And they're all just, ah, they're all just sluts, all of them. So who's disrespecting women here? Really? Oh, sure. You know, Donald Trump said some off-color things. You know, talking with the boys, and yeah. You know what, girls? Boys will be boys. Let's talk about some of your talk that you have with your girls in the powder room. You know what? Better yet, just keep it to yourself because nobody wants to hear it. Just like nobody wants to hear locker room talk. If you did, you'd be in the locker room. Not tape recording it so you can play it later. You know, okay, so fine, off color. And, and Hillary Clinton said, well, Donald Trump never apologized for anything. Well, he said he regretted saying that. He didn't say, I'm sorry. He said, I regret saying that. Hillary Clinton says she's sorry all the time. Gosh, I'm sorry for killing all those civilians in Iraq. I'm sorry for killing all those civilians in Libya. I'm sorry for killing all those civilians in in Syria. I'm sorry for killing all those uh, civilians in Yemen. I'm sorry for killing all those civilians at Waco. Yeah, I'm sorry for all that. Oh, I'm sorry for lying to you. I'm sorry for deleting my emails. I'm sorry for committing all the crimes I have. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And la, 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 off she goes because it's okay. She said she's sorry. But that Donald Trump, he's never said he's sorry. (gasps) No. Yeah, I regret saying that. That's not the same. Oh, okay. And Hillary Clinton is not sorry she did anything. She's sorry she got caught. That's what she's sorry about. Prison strikes, the new slave revolt. A nationwide prison work stoppage and hunger strike began September 9th. The 45th anniversary of the Attica uprising have seen over 20,000 prisoners in about 30 prisons do what we on the outside should do. Refuse to cooperate. We will not only demand the end to prison slavery, we will end it ourselves by ceasing to be slaves. Prisoners of the Free Alabama Movement, the Free Ohio Movement, and the IWW Incarcerated Workers Organizing Committee. This round of prison strikes, there will be more, has had little outside support and zero press coverage, basically, from the mainstream. There have been few protests outside prison walls. Prison authorities, unlike during the 71 Attica uprising when the press was allowed into the yard to interview rebellious prisoners, have shut out a compliant media. They have identified strike leaders and placed them in isolation, while prisons 
in states such as Texas were put on lockdown on the eve of the strike. It's hard to know how many prisoners are still on strike, just as it's hard to know how many stopped work or started to fast on September 9th. Before the strike, I was able to speak to prisoner leaders, including Melvin Ray, James Pleasant, and Robert Earl Council, all of whom led work stoppages in Alabama prisons in January 2014 as part of the Free Alabama Movement, as well as Sadiq Hassan, one of the five leaders of the April 1993 uprising at the Southern Ohio Correction Facility in Lucasville, Ohio. Um, now, authorities have cut off the access of these and other prisoner leaders to the press and the rest of the outside world. I have not been able to communicate with the four men since the strike began. Well, you know, what? what is that, folks? You know, that right there is cruel and unusual punishment. For what? Refusing to work for nothing? I'm refusing to work for nothing. Oh, well, we have to punish you for that. We have to punish you cruelly and unusually. Oh, but the Constitution says you can, you can be a slave for the punishment of a crime. Did you know that, folks? Yeah. Well, I don't care what the Constitution says, okay? I don't view the Constitution, as some of you do, like some sort of biblical aberration that God brought down to mere mortals so we could have America. That's a bunch of BS. It's a pretty good constitution, but it has some serious flaws in it. But you know what? I don't trust any politician out there to fix it. So, no, I am not in favor of any kind of constitutional convention or any crap like that. You know what? You want to change the constitution, do it by amendment. And you know what? Things that, you know, are just wrong, just fail to comply. No, I will not comply. And you know one thing that I got that prisoners in prison don't have is I got guns. And you better start getting real, folks. You think all these people dying all around the world at the hands of the United States government isn't going to come home to your yard? It is. It's on its way right now. So you better get ready. Here's a headline. It's Oh, gosh, no headlines for me. I am out of time. Boy, that sure went quick. You look away from the clock for one second, and time's up. Well, I got to go. I'll be back in a few minutes, though. We'll have Dean Lauren, and I won't be able to say anything. So, <laughs> just kidding. We'll be back in a few. Thanks for listening. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called, and you are potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit discount gold and silver trading at dgscoins.com. That's dgscoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Hey, hey, just don't play. Your secret's safe with the NSA. 
right, welcome back, folks, those of you joining from the first hour, and welcome to all of you that are just tuning in now. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Steffen. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Monday, October 10th, 2016. It's about 9.09 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If that's when it is where you're at, we're live, which means you can... Uh, Go to the chat room located at our website, and you can participate in the show. Oh, by the way, from the last uh, segment there, those of you listening, tramp was the word. Somebody in the chat room uh, reminded me of that, and that is the word. She called them tramps. All the women out there accusing Bill Clinton of, you know, anywhere from sexual uh, harassment to rape, uh, Joy Bayhard called them all tramps. Yes. So, oh, yes. Well, that's very respectful of women, I'd say, huh? You know? But anyway, it is Monday night, and that means we have a co-host, and it is Dean Lauren coming to us live from New York City, if, of course, he hasn't suicided himself. Are you there, Dean? I am calling from the locker room. <laughs> All right, watch your mouth. We are going to do a little banter tonight. Watch your mouth. Okay, so um, I know. Don't take this locker room thing too far, <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah. I have been warned. I'm folks. just telling you, I know, you know. <laughs> you know I'll go out on the <laughs> yeah, end, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've done Hollywood. I've hey, done you've Hollywood. Done, yeah, you've done it without mentioning the locker room. So now that you mention a locker room, I have to warn you. <laughs> well, listen, um, I have a lot of bottle on my list, and no, I have not been contemplating suicide. Me neither. Oh, I'm glad I don't have to ask. Okay, so... I'm just happy as a clam. But I do want to bring up one point, well, actually, two, three, three things in the debate. Okay. I didn't watch it, by the way, so, you know... Oh. I read, I've, read, I've read a lot about it. I just haven't seen it. I, and I, Trump killed. Trump killed. I saw one clip. I saw one clip that I thought was, man, this is the best thing I've ever seen on TV. It's when Hillary, Hillary, it's when Hillary Clinton, it's when Hillary, Clinton, it's when Hillary Clinton was saying, well, you know, it's a really good thing that uh, somebody with the demeanor or whatever she said of, uh, of Donald Trump is not in charge of the laws of, of this country. And he said, yeah, because you'd be in jail. I thought that was the most spectacular thing I've seen on television. And then he said if he was elected, oh, yeah. he would appoint a special prosecutor to prosecute her. Yep. Yep. And that was very telling. But now, this is, folks, I want you to pay very, very hard attention. Because one of the issues are the Syrian refugees, and in fact, many refugees coming from Africa and the Middle East. And it has to do with the kind of warfare that we are waging in those areas. Uh, it's very brutal. This is far worse than 1918 with the mustard gas. We're using everything from phosphorus bombs to rape, we are doing every psychological trick in the book, and it's important that we understand that when we wage these wars, 
and we wage them as terrorists because, unfortunately, we have not gone to Congress to secure any acts of war, I think, for almost 16 years minimum. Am I right, Frank? I don't know. Congress has not been asked to declare an act of war for the last 16 years. Uh, I don't think they've been asked to declare war since World War II. Okay, there you go. So, in fact, all I mean, the best, the closest, no, listen, the closest they've done is a joint resolution. Now, anybody who's even halfway familiar with the law knows that resolutions are nothing but basically, oh, the feel of the Congress. It's their opinion. It doesn't have any force in law. It is not a law. A a resolution is not an act. No, it is not. Okay, so let's just leave it there. It's not even a declaration. You know, it's nothing. All right, so what we want to understand is that these particular methods that we employ as state terrorists, pretty much destroy all the moral decency in most of the people that are participating in that particular war. Now, that goes to not only the combatants, both on the opposition side, let's just say Syria, for example, as well as our own soldiers. All right? Now, you have to remember, many of these soldiers are very young, or they're sick, well, for lack of a better word, they're susceptible. Now, when this warfare dumps these destroyed survivors, because that's really what they are, these boys and girls that are coming out of this worn, torn atmosphere and environment, they are coming back into a somewhat innocent population a population that hasn't experienced this, and nor is this innocent population capable of imagining what the returned soldiers are capable of doing. Yet. They haven't experienced it yet, but it's on the way. That's what the issue is when we're letting in all these refugees without any background checks. And you know what, one other thing, Dean, I, I've seen some clips of, okay, here they come. You know, they, they, they just got shipped here, and they're letting them all out, and here they are. And you know what? Uh, why, are, why is the vast majority of so-called refugees uh, men of military age instead of women and children? That's exactly what Donald Trump pointed out. So... Well, I, I mean, I'm asking you, why, how, how is that? Because we are importing a military army to destabilize the United States population, That's, which is innocent. I agree with you. That's exactly what they're doing. And you see this in the young African-American men, my niggers, down on the street that are aged 20 to 45. These young boys have their backs up against prison or in low-minimum-wage jobs. They have no way to get up and out, yet they see their brothers, who are extreme gay or whatever, making it out, but they're not. Okay? So this is... And I've, I've had almost several altercations just in the past 
week. You're just, you're just such a ruffian out there, you know, roughing up no, everybody. Frank, in it's the... because at this point in my life, <laughs> I've lightened my hair to pass. Okay, face it, folks. I'm 60 years old and I have gray hair. So what do I do? I lighten my hair to a little blonde. All right? So I don't look 60. I look late 40s if I'm praying on the right side of the day. And then... You're so vain. Well, I am. Oh, I thought you were going to come back and say, no, it's for business purposes. Screw that. She wrote the song about me. Who? And oh, vain. I, mean, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I, thought so, she, I thought she wrote that about the guy. Anyway, go ahead. Warren Beatty. Um, no. So what I'm trying to say, folks, is that... Uh, so these this one particular one, one black guy, he actually thought that I was white upper class because I was reading the New York Times, which is $2.50 an issue, not realizing that somebody had given me the issue for free. Well, and the fact that you can read. And and I, I was blonde, and I'm light-skinned now because I, I don't go out in the sun. So, But his it was an immediate knee-jerk reaction, and then the black woman sitting next to me made the comment, they're all on edge. Their backs are to the walls right now. So I, I say this, okay, because when we have these movies that are coming out like Nat Turner, where they're taking machetes to people over the slavery issue, it's a little bit psychologically well-planned to escalate the population right now. Do we need it? No. Whoever did this in Hollywood had a specific motive to unleash this movie at this particular time. Which movie is that? Nat Turner. It's a remake of Birth of the Nation. Oh, oh, that uh, one. Birth of the Nation. Okay. All right. I got gotcha. you. So this I've, is the update. This is the bloody one. See, I've read some, uh, you know, read some things about that. Now, there was a rape involved or something, or or what's the deal? There, there's some controversy. I didn't get into it much because I really... I think his child is actually raped in front of him, so he just loses it at this point, and which any man would, all oh, right? Sure. So, and, and that's what we're dealing with. So... So my next comment is about Dave Letterman. Well, I haven't heard that name in a while. Well, he came out and he said that Donald Trump was in severe need of psychological analysis. Now, I want to make it clear to everybody, as a participant in the news industry, as somebody who's been on television since 1994, and who also did a live show for seven years right before Letterman. I'd like to say to Dave Letterman, to your face, you have a lot of nerve saying that while you were stooping your assistant for 12 years while you were married to your wife and you made everybody's life hell on the set. And then you go and you tell somebody else who has never been accused of rape or touching a woman in an inappropriate manner of getting psychological help for what we call locker room banter. And every man does it, ladies. And if well, I, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Every, man, you, every man has done it pretty yes. much. 
But let's be fair, because hey, this is the uh, you know the 21st century, and you know you go, girl, because uh, I'm sorry. But the powder room talk from the chicks ain't any better than the locker room talk from the men. So, and you know, that, wait, get wait. over it, girls. Well, before you go any further, Frank, when they released the tapes of Hillary Clinton's talking. Oh, my God. She's like a sailor. She a, a, is. A drunken sailor. Oh, my God. My brother used to work at the White House as a Secret Service, and she used to come down and push the soul, push the guys out of the way and say, get the F out of my way. And these guys are like looking at her going, what do we do? You know, this is what she's like. So when these tapes are produced, and I'm sure they will be, <laughs> we're going to hear a lot. Okay. So now... I'm going to cross Cher off the list because she's a failed mother. Um, Cheryl, I'm going to go to Chris Christie at this point. And then, you know, uh, we may have to go to the break, but then we'll, we want to talk about Clinton and the Madoffs. But for Chris Christie, what you saw in these debates is, the, is what Chris Christie was able to pull out of the ditch. Chris Christie coached Donald. What you saw on that stage, that calm, cool, collect person, was due to Chris Christie coaching Donald, being right there for him. The first debate, when Donald was all over the place, that was a product of Rudy Giuliani purposely sabotaging Donald Trump. Ooh. Rudy Giuliani is a Hillary Clinton boy, has always been a Clinton boy. He is going to make more money if Hillary Clinton gets in than if Donald gets in. No, that's so, probably true. So I think it, very, it pretty much behooves us that Donald start clearing the path for Chris Christie if he is elected to be nominated for U.S. attorney and not Rudy Giuliani. Well, I hope so. You know, and I think there's going to be some place in the administration for Chris Christie, and I do hope it is. You know, and the thing is, it's like, because if Donald Trump gets out there and says, well, you know what, if I get to be president, my AG is going to prosecute you, uh, he doesn't want Rudy Giuliani in that spot. Oh, no. Rudy Giuliani is a, a, a thug. And he's gay. And he lists. So oh, he's got and, a lot of that. You know, he's a cross-dresser, too. I mean, I, I, you know. <laughs> he's, he, he's a J. Edgar he's Hoover. He's a freak. Fat, yes, he's guy. a freak. And he cheated on both wives. He got rid of the first wife, his first cousin. All right. So, folks, that man, Dave Letterman, directly can have psychological analysis done. See, right. I don't even I, I don't against... even wish that on anybody, man. I don't like Rudy Giuliani and never have, but uh I don't wish psychological uh, evaluation on anybody, but good golly, you know, for for where is Letterman? Who cares what Letterman says anyway? What has he been doing the last what, 5 years? I've never he's even heard of him. stooping his intern on the side, well, you know, while he's, he's in retirement. He's got a pile of money, I know that. Okay, so tonight um I, I, and I bring
bring this up, and I'm going to have to dedicate this song tonight to Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong. Oh. Because Tommy Chong came out and said, look, Donald Trump could take this election if he just shut up. Well, that's kind of true. So why isn't he? So Tommy Chong said the fact that Rudy Giuliani is coaching him down the wrong way proves that there is a deal made somewhere to have Trump throw the election. So I would like to everybody to know that if Tommy Chong can see this in between bong hits, <laughs> and I can see it, you're and just, I have, you're just being mean now. And I'm telling you, I wish I had bong hits. Well, move, um, move to Oregon. It's legal here. Uh, yeah, I don't have enough train change to make it to Oregon. <laughs> so, no, you don't. No, I don't. And I'm no, not because, here. man, I'll tell you what. I, I The other, oh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I was thinking about going someplace, and I don't want to fly anymore. And I thought, well, I'll take Amtrak. So I, I went and looked, and good golly, man. Amtrak costs like twice as much as an airplane does. And they've had three major accidents on the East Coast killing people. So hmm. with that, I'm going to dedicate tonight's song to Tommy Chong and to everybody out there who wants to make a difference. Okay. Gosh, Megan Fox is going to be so disappointed. Well, she gets a little... Uh, can I uh, uh, dedicate a little bit to her, too? <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, five, okay. 5% we can dedicate. 5%. Because Tom, okay, Tom, Tommy Chung's got to have, you know, he's got to. He's get a it. full ninety-five bong. That's hit. right. He has to get that because he he said something smart. Okay. Anyway, so you want me to play that music now? It is Frank.
shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. from Vita Scientific. If you have high blood sugar or type 2 diabetes, these are serious medical issues that require immediate attention. Did you know that it's possible to actually reverse high blood sugar and diabetes by using simple, natural products proven to balance your blood sugar? It's time to do what I did. Take control of your life. Vita Scientific's clinically tested formula will help you to feel healthy and energetic. These breakthrough supplements, along with small changes in your diet and exercise plan, may be the answer you've been looking for to set you on the path to optimal health. These products will not interfere with your current medical treatments, so start getting excited about feeling great again. Please visit VitaScientific.com or call Vita Scientific at 210-520-8432. That's 210-520-8432 to learn more. Tell them Doc Green sent you and get 50% off your first order. Call now. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. You just defended yourself with a gun. The police are called and you're potentially involved in a homicide, but it was self-defense. At this point, you are not in your right mind. No one ever is when they are in fear for their life and defend themselves. Anything you say can and will be used in a court of law, both civilly and criminally. Fortunately, you have SelfDefenseFund.com. We are the National Association for Legal Gun Defense, and we protect our members nationally in all 50 states, up to $1 million per incident per member. Let us do the talking for you and visit SelfDefenseFund.com. Any weapon, any state, any time. When I met her, she was a beauty queen.
a mobile home. A, a deluxe double wide. Um, all right. So now I'm going to um, diverge a little bit from Deutsche Bank collapse. I'm Germany. sorry. I'm sorry. Around here we call that douche bank. <laughs> I want to show my I'm respect. just going to grab that pussy cat and go for it. Okay. I want to show my respect for the women out there because, you know, hey, Joey Behard, uh, you know, she shows her respect for the women out there by calling all of Clinton's rape accusers tramps. Well, that's why she's on the air today, and that's why she's probably listening to Super Tramp at home. <laughs> she ain't London's listening to Super Tramp. She lives Super Tramp. London's currency just tanked. So we got Deutsche Bank, London's currency gone down the drain. And, in fact, the FBI was just released that they had gotten kicked out of Iceland for trying to nail Assange illegally. Now, all right. Now, so, you you know, you mentioned Iceland. Do you know that they are jailing their top bankers for 46 years? Yeah. You're, <laughs> I love these guys. Doing some big cleanup. I'll tell you and, what, man. If I was, was going to move to any foreign country, I think it'd be Iceland. And Xi Jinping is now saying all you churches that want to operate in China... We're not going to let you do these illegal behind-the-scenes 501c3s, bring, bring in CIA agents and disrupt our towns. You guys got to register, and you got to be above board. None of this uh, CIA, you know, let's rev them up kind of stuff. Now, what I wanted to bring out to you today is, Frank, I, I sent you a, a geometric design. Yes, sir. Called the Golden Mean. Yes, sir. Now, I'm looking right at it. The reason why it makes I, no sense to me. It, it looks like oh, the Star of Satan is in there. That's exactly what's in there. Oh, okay. And you're also going to see a rectangle. Okay. Yes. All right. And so you're going to see this spiral that looks like a Nautilus shell as well. Yes. And in fact, there's, if you look closely, there's two spirals. There's one that's coming out of the pentagram. Right. And then there's another one that's coming out of the little squares, and that these two spirals will converge into one at a later spin. Okay. Okay. So the reason why I want to say this is, folks, for the last four years, without a lot of people's knowledge... <clears throat> I have been tipping the scales for Saudi Arabia and China and the U.S. Pentagon to act on a certain path. Each path was different. So you're to blame for this mess we're in? It could have been a lot worse, Frank. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse, folks. And so I've been quietly nudging them and... I've been able to do this because there has been a great amount of opposition to Saudi Arabia, China, and to the U.S. Pentagon in forming a working relationship because a lot of people make more money in war profiteering and bank thefts when these three nations, states, are non-aligned. 
Now, Saudi Arabia, as you know, is with oil production and distribution. China is with manufacturing, but with manufacturing also comes letters of credit that you need to extend your banking system. And then the Pentagon is your rule on the seven seas to make sure that the trade is not pirated. Make sure the spice flows. That's right. So now the opposition has been operating on a a shadow kind of algorithm, meaning they've they what they do doesn't work when it's brought out into the open. When it is exposed too early to the players involved, when there's knowledge of this act. So let's say that Deutsche Bank with these credit swaps that it's that it's in position. Now that it's going into bankruptcy and they're going to wipe off all these credit swaps. Well, the fact that this information is hitting the table too early. See, you're not supposed to know that Deutsche Bank is going into bankruptcy and that all these credit swaps are going to be just basically tore up and, and, and blown into the wind. And that's how Germany is going to get rid of all of this debt that was, uh, for the most part, imaginary well, and used to swindle people. Now, now, okay. Now, and I'm asking you because I see a problem, because I know that, okay, in the real world that most people are used to dealing with, debt is debt, assets are assets. But in the world of banking, debt is assets. So if you have all this debt in, say, the form of bonds or derivatives or whatever, well, there is a correlative asset that somebody is is utilizing so if you wipe out the debt you wipe out those correlative assets and that's going to be a problem for a lot of these high rollers no because they're going to bring in drug money to replace it we are you okay so now we're faced with a huge black market and in fact russia which is merged with france is now doing most of their transactions off the table, off the counter, so that they aren't taxed by the European Union. Now, and that's why they built that tunnel for the Hadrian Collider to Switzerland so that they could move the gold back and forth between Switzerland without people realizing they were double counting the gold. Hmm. So what I've been working with are algorithms that work when you know what's going on. When information is on the table and you know the information, the actors are know the information, then they can act, but they don't act in a prescribed manner. They have to act in a wild card manner, unpredictable, out of the box. Because at this point, back in 2012, there was a move to replace our Pentagon with artificial intelligence algorithms. For those people who are going, what is an algorithm? All it is is a computer program based on prior acts. So if you got up out of your bed every day, had your cup of coffee, then you put your, your pants on, then you brushed your teeth, and then you went to work, 
Well, that's an al a computer program algorithm when you get up. It's kind of like an, right. au an automated computer program. Right. So if anybody didn't know, I could have a computer making all the same noise in your house and you could be lying there dead. But people, for all intents and purposes, would think that you're still doing everything. You're alive because we can hear you brushing your teeth. We can hear you do all this stuff. Sure. And, in fact, you've been replaced by a computer. And or I could do one of those things, and everybody thinks I'm there, but I'm out uh, committing crimes somewhere else. But yet the people that are surveilling me believe that I'm in one place and it couldn't be me. Right. I have two twins that live like two houses down from me that commit a lot of crimes, and I, I cringe every time I see them still <laughs> dressing alike because they they use this as a way to rip off <clears throat> commit crimes. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is that these algorithms are very important in order for the success for Saudi Arabia and China and Pentagon to move on a path. Now. We've had many discussions about the word of the Bible. And for those people that are not really aware, the New Testament is based on some very old writings. Very, very, very ancient, around 3000 B.C. And this is about the, the beginning of the Bronze Age, where they started melting uh, copper and tin to create bronze. Now, if you look at the Bronze Age, they say, oh, Middle East and Western Europe uh, were doing Bronze Age at like 3000 B.C. At, when the pyramids were, you know, just being completed. And China will come in later around 2000 B.C. And you have to ask yourself, well, if the tin, which is necessary to make the bronze, is coming from Asia, from the Silk Road, you have to ask yourself, why are they saying that bronze is 1,000 years later in China? I don't believe that. Exactly. So, Frank, you have to ask yourself, if Western Europe and the Middle East is using their bronze for warfare... What is Asia using their bronze for? Hence, it's the Southern Silk Road. That's the ports. Those are the ships. Bronze is associated with sailing. So what we're seeing is most of the bronze implements in Asia were, in fact, nautical-based. And you don't expect to see them around. And then around 2000 B.C., we have the war states, the warring states come alive in China. And somebody gets the big idea to melt down all the nautical ships, the bronze on the ships for weapons. So what we do? Did they already have gun? Did they already have gunpowder at that at that point? Because the Chinese invented that or discovered yes, that. Yes, cannons. Yes, they, yes, they did. So and they used this stuff that asphalt, where it would flame. You know, it was like black tar, tar phosphorus. Yeah. yeah. So 
I, I bring this up because this diagram that I sent Frank is two separate spirals that are the algorithms that these follow. But you see one spiral that comes from the pentagram, which is why the Vatican wants you to think of it as Satan's tool. Because you see, you can't master fluid mechanics or engineering unless you master the geometry of that spiral and how to calculate it for the pentagram and for the rectangle. Because this is how you can estimate your building supplies that you need. So you could say, well, I'm building a small wall here, so I need this much, but I've got five to seven more walls to go, and now I can predict how much materials I need. I can predict how much fabric I need. And what's more important, that when you start to follow these algorithms in your business or in your path, you'll see that both of these spirals will eventually merge. So you have one spiral plus one spiral, so one begets two, and the two beget three the combination of the two. And you've got a terrifically, as Trump would say, a terrifically strong spiral that can send ripples out. And that's what we kind of want between Saudi Arabia and China and the Pentagon. And that we can work backwards, that the Pentagon should be securing the seven seas so that China can deliver safely and on time its manufacturing, because as Frank has pointed out, you cannot run a manufacturing empire and run a military empire at the same time. You must choose between the two. We have chosen a military empire, if you haven't figured it out. And Saudi yeah. Arabia has oil. So they have to keep their production and distribution. Now, their distribution is also tied to the Pentagon. And it was just formally declared that the Philippines have told the Rockefellers to flame off. Yes, they have. And, you know, you, you mentioned distribution of Saudi Arabia is important. And, uh, well, that's what Syria is all about, is about Saudi Arabian distribution routes. And, you know, Assad is in the way. And the United States military is nothing but the little puppet boys for the Saudi king. No, we're going to take that on the opposite side, Frank. Sauds, I mean, the, the Syrian war was there to disrupt the Sauds, to stop the flow of oil, so that the Rockefellers could charge premium prices for Texas crude. Well, we all agree to disagree because we're running out of time, and I wanted to ask you something. Okay, please. Because you're out and about, you get around, you talk to tons of people, you live in New York City. So I'm I'm wondering today after the debate, what is the what's the word on the street? What's everybody feeling on the street? Plus, New York is very liberal, so you know what what what's it, what what's what are people saying on the street? 
the people on the street are saying if they're for, uh, they're pretty much divided and they're and, and it's set now in New York. But for most people, if they were for Trump, they were very pleased with the way that Trump held his ground. And we want to thank Chris Christie on that one. And for those of Hillary, uh, they are now starting to doubt. Because I think, as they say, there's an October surprise coming that still has yet to be dropped by Assange with the emails regarding Madoff. Now, I was just in court for Madoff, and the judge, Rita Maya, was going to execute me because, <laughs> for lack of, a, lack of a better word, folks, I refuse to <laughs> yield and to, to, to let this lawyer get away with robbing these old people and... The day before I walk into court, I find out my, account, my entire accounting statement that he gave me was false. So you, you weren't going to allow them to rob the elderly? You see, there's that lack of character to be a lawyer again. I know. And that's, we figured it out. That was the one reason that came up in my hearing, because Evelyn Goldberg was my what was on my uh, my team i brought in three friends one was karen dunn whose son was stabbed by the the, the lead heroin dealer for 9-11 from the yemens those that was the um the uh al-qaeda guy his name was mohammed Kushi. and so i had karen dunn come in and i had evelyn goldberg come in she was the one who reported Madoff in 1993 and not Harry Markopoulos. That was just bull crap. And she did it with Dora Sassauer. They did it two separate ways, and both women paid in 1993. So all the stuff you hear about 2000, uh, they, that they, were, they caught him, no, or they started to, to out him, no. He was outed in 1993 with the Boston Madoffs. And then the third person I had on my team was Gisela Weishaus, who was fighting to, uh, because Chuck Schumer and Al D'Amato were stealing all the Holocaust funds in Boston, I mean, um, Brooklyn. So we kind of figured out as of Friday that they couldn't allow me to get my law license because I would have defended Evelyn. This would have been in 2000. Hey. I would have disrupted the entire apple cart. We are out of time, Dean. So last words? Well, not really last words, but last words for this evening. They assassinated the Brooklyn DA, Ken Thompson, over the weekend. Oh. They murdered him. Oh, man. And uh, so I have to say that next week we will dedicate a song to him. All right. Well, Dean, thanks for being on. And, folks, thanks for listening. Dean will be back next Monday evening in the second hour. I'll be back again tomorrow at 2 p.m. As always, thanks for listening. <laughs>
The political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ralph Richter. I'm sponsoring this meeting tonight. The Constitution of the United States forbids the use of fiat money. Fiat money is not lawful tender for payment of debt, private or public. And unlawful money cannot be lawfully taxed. The United States now is on a 100% fiat money standard. The fiat money is money that has no real value or intrinsic value backing up the paper certificates that are circulated. Now, no country or civilization has ever withstood or ever survived once a complete fiat money standard has been adopted. And I'm trying to do what I can to prevent this and put our country back on a sound monetary basis. And I believe that Mr. Porth and Mr. Daly have found the method. Now, this method is through our present income tax situation structure. And this is the situation we're going to discuss tonight. Thank you, Mr. Richter. Friends, patriots, it's a great pleasure to be here and speak to you. And you will note soon that I do not pay any income tax, federal or state. I do that with reluctance. I believe in law and order. We must have it. But there possibly comes a time when a person has to make a choice. What law is a person going to obey? I believe it's my obligation to obey the Constitution, both federal and state. And when our forefathers wrote the Constitution, they twice prohibited that we should ever pay an income tax. They put it, they put the first prohibition in the fourth part of the Constitution, Article 1, Section 2, Clause 3. And these words are to be found there. Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the several states which may be included within this union. They specifically said how a direct tax, and a direct tax is an income tax, could be laid and collected. They were fearful that we would forget that provision so in about the middle of the Constitution, they again reminded us in Article 1, Section 9, Clause 4, in which they used these words, no capitation or other direct tax shall be laid unless in proportion to the census or enumeration herein before directed to be taken. Our forefathers gave us a means of taxing in Article 1, Section 8, in these words, 
The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises, to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. But all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. That was the clause that made this country great and gave us an honest and a uniform tax. But we departed from that in 1913, as you well know, and we adopted the Karl Marx communistic doctrine, the high progressive graduated income tax. February the 25th, 1913, the 16th Amendment was ratified. We find these words, the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or enumeration. That was the downfall of this once great nation. That amendment allowed us to depart from Article 1, Section 8, which had an honest means of um, laying and collecting a tax and specifically stating the purposes for which that tax money could be spent. To pay the debts, that's necessary. To provide for the common defense and general welfare. But general welfare in those days didn't mean what we have come to make it mean today. Taking money from those who have it and giving it to those who need it without any guidelines, without any law. Wrong. Wrong in principle, but we've been doing this now for 50 years. And look at the state that we have placed our nation in, debt-wise, and the people have lost their liberty, something that they must regain in order to correct this wrong. The answer may not be in refusing to pay an income tax, but how are you going to reach these politicians? I tried for 20 years. I wrote Thomas Clark when he was Attorney General of the United States under the Truman administration. A letter and I told him that I thought there was fraud in the Federal Reserve Banks and the Internal Revenue Service and it should be investigated. I got a letter from his secretary. When his son became Attorney General of the United States, Ramsey Clark, I wrote him a letter. I didn't have the patience with Ramsey that I had with Thomas Clark. My letter, in effect, read, Ramsey, I wrote your father a letter when he was Attorney General. He did nothing. I'm advancing in years. I wish you would do something about this fraud. I don't think that I'm going to be around when the third generation of Clarks might aspire to become Attorney Generals of the United States. I want action now. Nothing happened. So, after having lost the case in the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals, July 9, 1954, 
Having lost that case because I followed the procedure recommended by the Internal Revenue Service that reads in effect, if you don't like paying any income tax, pay it and sue for the recovery of it. I did that. I was a plaintiff. I was suing the United States government. Needless to say, because of technicalities, I lost. But that didn't discourage me. There was one sentence that the government attorneys, and there were five of them, and I had one attorney, those five government attorneys left one sentence in their brief, which intrigued me the extent it read in effect. Strange as it may seem, we have been unable to find any law citations to refute the contentions brought by the taxpayer. Very potent sentence. It never had anything like this to happen before. And the law citator will show you that I was the first person to ever bring a case in court attempting to test this. But I became discouraged and dropped it at the Circuit Court of Appeals level. I couldn't take this defeat from my mind, but I did do one thing. I decided that as complex as this subject was, that I should do the research myself. Because to ask an attorney a question and then wait for the answer, I would in time forget the question. <laughs> Many instances he would probably forget the answer. So I got a liberal education reading Supreme Court decisions and applying myself to the Constitution of the United States, and that is a meaningful document. It's unfortunate that we have lost the meaning and the protection it affords. But we have. Therefore, when I again entered the contest, I elected to be a defendant. I wanted to enjoy my constitutional rights to be a plaintiff or a defendant, and I didn't want to follow some rule or regulation in the Internal Revenue Service and become a plaintiff. And by refusing to supply the information, in 1961, I merely wrote across the 1040 form, I plead the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States. <laughs> Signed it, and let them have it. <clears throat> you know, it stumped the government. It really did. Because this came in in 1962. It took the government until 1965 to decide that they should do something about this. Therefore, a federal grand jury took recognition of my effort, and they proceeded to indict me. They indicted me on five counts. Two counts I willfully refused to collect, account for, and pay over the withholding tax on what they declared to be employees. One count of willfully refusing to file a proper 1040 form and paying the money.
and two counts of willfully refusing to collect, account for, and pay over the Social Security on the employees. And a jury two years ago, June 30, found me guilty on all five counts. But I'm going to ask you, how can a taxpayer get a fair trial as a person is supposed to receive, according to the Constitution, when the judge is biased and prejudiced, he pays an income tax. The jurymen, they all pay an income tax, and the prosecuting attorney pay an income tax. That's a one-sided deal. That would be much like as if I was a prosecuting attorney and was attempting to prosecute someone because of murder or arson or something else, and the judge and the jurymen were victims of murder or arson. A, a citizen is supposed to have a fair trial. It's virtually impossible to get one on that basis, especially when that income tax is not needed to support or sustain this government. It's a fraud from start to finish. But I felt like I should venture forth, regardless of the consequences, and test this. And while I was testing, I had no knowledge that I would have an attorney. In fact, all attorneys were fearful of me. One attorney firm wanted $30,000 cash in order to defend me. But that didn't stop me. When the time came, there was an attorney ready and willing to defend me. He's on the platform tonight, Jerome Daly. A group sponsored me to speak in Minneapolis, Minnesota, October 15, 16 of 1965. It was at that meeting that I met Jerome Daly. And I believe we became friends, interested in a cause. I went home from that meeting and I was indicted by that grand jury October the 21st. 1965, just a few days after speaking in Minneapolis. But one of the most encouraging things that I ever experienced in my life was when Jerome Daly called me, I think a day or two after I was indicted, and asked me a question. He says, Art, may I defend you? I nearly dropped dead. I says, yes. And he came to my rescue, and I think he's done a remarkable job researching the law in a case that has not been tested like this case has and will be tested before it's over with. And I want you people to know now that it's been nearly two years ago that a jury found me guilty 
and the government is still dragging along, I guess hoping that I'll capitulate or drop dead or something will happen. I don't know. But even if I did drop dead or capitulate, I believe that there are enough people now in the United States that are becoming fearless, demanding their constitutional rights, that they will go on and something has to be decided about this whole question. The question of the income tax. Now taxes and money are closely related. And I believe that I will be doing you an injustice unless I did touch on certain phases of this money question so that you can understand why we are paying an income tax. And with those words, I'd like to take you into the Federal Reserve Act. I'm using the book, Federal Banking Laws, authored by Colley, was copyrighted in 1956 by the Warren Publications, the book that can be used and probably is by bank officials, bank examiners, and those interested in conducting a bank and the Federal Reserve Banks. I would like to take you to Section 411. In fact, there are about five different sections that I would like to familiarize you with. Section 411 reads, and the title of the act is, Issuance to Reserve Banks, semicolon, Nature of Obligations, semicolon, Redemption. And I believe most of you are aware of the fact that all acts should have a title. But this is the title of this act. Now the act itself reads, Federal Reserve Notes to be issued at the discretion of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System for the purpose of making advances to Federal Reserve Banks through the Federal Reserve Agents as hereinafter set forth and for no other purpose are hereby authorized, period. The said note shall be obligations of the United States and shall be receivable by all national and member banks and Federal Reserve Banks and for all taxes, customs, and other public dues, period. They shall be redeemed in lawful money on demand at the Treasury Department of the United States in the City of Washington, District of Columbia, or at any Federal Reserve Bank. I realize that there are a lot of superfluous words, so with your permission, I would like to leave some of those words off. I don't want to slant the law. I just want to make it more meaningful, and if I try to slant it, I want you to stop me. Federal Reserve notes to be issued at the discretion of the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System. The said notes shall be obligations of the United States. They shall be redeemed in lawful money. I believe you will agree with me that permission was here given to the privately owned Federal Reserve Banks that they might issue as many or as few Federal Reserve notes as they would elect to issue. The Federal Reserve notes are to be an obligation against the United States. They're speaking now that this isn't money. A Federal Reserve note is an obligation. 
and that they must be redeemed in lawful money. Now when we go over to section 420, we learn how much the Federal Reserve Banks pay for Federal Reserve notes. I'm not going to go into detail this particular act, but I just want to call to your attention that the plates and the dies are to be procured by the control of the currency. The uh, notes are to be printed and the Federal Reserve Banks are to pay the cost of paper and the printing to secure the Federal Reserve notes. There's a brochure put out by the Bureau of Engraving and Printing that pinpoints to the penny how much the Federal Reserve Banks pay for Federal Reserve notes. On page 8, the last paragraph, the first sentence where we read these words. The cost of producing United States currency is less than one cent a note. The Federal Reserve Banks can buy a $10,000 Federal Reserve note for a penny. Less than a penny. Will you go along with me now that Section 411 reads that the Federal Reserve note shall be obligations against the United States? Is it possible that the people have to assume an obligation of $9,999.99 every time the Federal Reserve Banks buy a $10,000 Federal Reserve note for a penny? That's what the law says. The law does not say that the Federal Reserve Banks shall assume this obligation. They are the ones that create it according to law. And of course, that $9,999.99 has to be redeemed. Is it possible that that is where the income tax money goes? Our forefathers twice prohibited that we should ever pay any income tax. There was no income tax specifically needed until the Federal Reserve Act came into being or that the rascals saw that it would come into being and they wanted a means of collecting money from the people. So it was necessary to ratify and make the 16th Amendment a part of the Constitution in February and 10 months to the day nearly afterward the statutory law making possible the Federal Reserve Banks came into being with two of a most vicious kind of laws possible to oppress the people. Let's go over to section 444 and read what it says. The title of it is Issuance of Circulating Notes to Reserve Banks Purchasing Bonds. The Federal Reserve Bank's purchasing such bonds shall be permitted to take out an amount of circulating notes equal to the par value of such bonds. Let's analyze that. Supposing that the Federal Reserve Bank's bought a $10,000 Federal Reserve note with $10,000 worth of gold or silver. After they had acquired that bond, 
The law says that they are then allowed to take out an amount of circulating notes equal to the bonds. They can buy them for a penny. So it reduces the investment in the bond to a penny. Is there anyone in this audience that can buy a $10,000 government bond for a penny? Section 445 reads that upon the deposit with the Treasury of the United States of any direct obligations of the United States or of any notes, drafts, bills of exchange, or bankers' acceptances, acquired under the provisions of this chapter any Federal Reserve Bank making such deposit in the manner prescribed by the Secretary of the Treasury shall be entitled to receive from the control of the currency circulating notes in blank, duly registered and countersigned. Wonderful privilege, isn't it? A privilege that if they can get you to give a note and a mortgage on your property, or the government gives them a bond that they can use that collateral to obtain further Federal Reserve notes. Is it any wonder that we're paying a, an oppressive tax? <laughs> Section 531 is an amazing act. It caps the four acts that I've read to you, and it makes me think that while our Congress was playing Santa Claus to the bankers December 23, 1913, that they wanted to do a thorough job they did it in Section 531. The title of the act reads, Exemption from Taxation. Federal Reserve Banks, including the capital stock and surplus therein, and the income derived therefrom shall be exempt from federal, state, and local taxation, except taxes upon real estate. I think that gives you a package that Congress didn't intend for the Federal Reserve Banks to pay an income tax. And it makes clear that the Federal Reserve Banks are privately owned. No government agency has to pay a property tax or a personal property tax. You must remember, too, that the Federal Reserve Banks don't have a franking privilege. None of their employees are on civil service. Makes it conclusive that they're not a government agency. It's a trick in the scheme to make this country poor, bankrupt them. And taking them to France and asking them their opinion. My friends telling me, poor, the laws don't mean what they say. They convinced me. I couldn't believe that our Congress could pass such laws. But once I convinced myself that these laws meant what they said and that they, the government through the Internal Revenue Service was making me aid and a better fraud, 
caused me to decide that I didn't want to do that and I would not pay an income tax, come what may. Of course, I face the proposition. I may make little rocks out of big ones. Who knows? I've got... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.